What's happening, y'all? This is episode five of the Rabona Boys podcast. I know we're a little late. We try to upload weekly, but uh, it was finals week. We got a little busy. You know how it goes. Uh, but I wanted to talk about some Arsenal stuff. I'm a little little devastated from current events. And then we also <laughs> want to get into some Champions League, of course. Yeah. Big game. Big, big game coming up. Yeah. Kind of, a, kind of more of a spotlight on Chelsea. Um, you know... PSG, Man City, we kind of knew how that was going to go. PSG lost their heads, got really angry. Not really too much to focus on, but I'll tell you what, this Chelsea side, we've been talking about these guys have been building a Death Star low-key, and in front of, right under everyone's noses, these guys went ahead and got Darth Vader, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so now Chelsea's, you know, firing lasers off, exterminating entire planets. Chelsea's Chelsea, it's really, man. It's really fucked up. Really yeah, fucked we up. basically get into it. We basically get into what it is about Chelsea that you kind of have to respect. Well, let's get into it. Let's rock. Here we are, another another day, another episode. Man. Uh, you know, I was I was a little down earlier, but <laughs> we're bringing it back up. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal things, you know. Yeah. I think I I think I want to start out just talking a little bit about Mikel, my good my good friend Mikel Arteta. Oh man. I backed this man. I I I went on this podcast and backed this man. What happened? What happened? What happened? What what just happened? So so Arsenal just got knocked out of Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> to Villarreal. Uh, yes, Unai Emery, ex-Arsenal <laughs> manager, did it to him. Uh, of course, right? Of course. of course that happens to Arsenal, right? Of course. Like, you, if there's if there is a narrative to be written, Arsenal <laughs> will Arsenal will fulfill it. Right. Arsenal will make sure that if you're playing Arsenal, you'll you'll get a cool narrative. You'll you'll break some record this year. I feel like everybody who ever left Arsenal on a bad note always got one over Arsenal. Dude, this season there are so many teams that are like, this is the first year a team has won at the Emirates since 1984. This is the first time Everton has beaten Arsenal twice in a season in history or whatever the. So y'all are still trending downwards, right? You guys are still getting worse and worse. So here's my thing: is like. Mikel Arteta, when he first came in to the job, man, and this is why I had so much trust in him going forward, is because he came in in January last season, mm-hmm. and he brought in this structure, this this no bullshit mentality. Mm-hmm. If you're dicking around, you're not playing. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do your job correctly. Baby Guardiola, right? Yes. No bullshit. Uh-huh. And and we start and he turned it around because we were just free falling. And then we got rid of Unai, we brought in Arteta, and then he started to steady the ship. Mm-hmm. We stopped losing games. We started winning in the FA Cup, hella. We beat City, we beat Chelsea in the final. And I was like, this is, there's something here. Mm-hmm. There is something here. Mm-hmm. We're, this could be it. This could be the guy. Back him. I wanted us to get a center mid. I wanted us to get War and Party. We got Party. Party was hurt for the whole half of the season. Yeah. And then, Arsenal is an injury-prone club. Yeah. Right. And then the red flag started popping up. Because at one point we were 14th, I think, in the league. Mm-hmm. 
and and there was no sign of it stopping. It was just every single week another loss, another loss, another loss, and he was consistently playing guys that shouldn't be playing like Willian mm. and <laughs> you know what I mean? People like Gabriel Martinelli who yeah. who were shining last season, who scored an amazing game winning goal against Chelsea, who have had big moments. I think he he was he had a phenomenal he good last season. He looks okay this season. Well he just hasn't played this season because one, he's not getting played and two, he's been injured a lot. Mm. But like last season his his goal scoring record when he was playing as a striker mm-hmm. Not as a left-sided player, attacking mid-winger. When he's playing as a striker, his goal-scoring record was phenomenal. And uh, But guys like him would be left out. Guys like Willian were consistently playing when they consistently were being bad. Mm-hmm. And then it was just these decisions, right? These decisions just kept coming up. Get, ship Gwendouzi. Mm-hmm. Gwendouzi is a problem. Ship him. Yeah, that was like, really surprising. Was a problem. Ship him. Gunduzi like, was so promising that that like, that was really surprising. That he just got rid of. I'm like, such a big Gunduzi guy. I feel man. like, like I feel I like love Gunduzi. I feel like the young guys, the young managers. I feel like I feel like it was like a like a statement. Same with like Brendan Rodgers and Raheem Sterling, where he was just like trying to take a not take a stand, but it was kind of like assert himself, but. He to me he did it with the wrong player. Like I feel like you guys let go of a complete gem, right? And you guys are probably gonna. Regret and he's it. a young kid. We don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. But to me, when you're the manager, it's your job to like correct that. Yeah, don't not, just not ship to him out ship him. the first second. Like, right, not to not... ship him. Like discipline him. Make sure he gets it. Like if you want to be this strict, like no BS guy, then enforce that and make him learn. You know, it's yeah. your job as the manager to. Not only manage the team, but bring out the best in the players. I feel like if you ship a guy out on some on some on the same basis that you shipped out Guendouzi, I feel like you do that with a veteran. I feel like like feel like you do that with a guy who's older, who's close to his thirties, who might still be active right. or still like, be a Kolasinac. Kolasinac should have been gone a long time ago, but so we didn't have like, a replacement for him. So that was a whole the, other just issue. Just a kid, like you, you guys got rid of a kid, like you can a guy that we could have really used this season. You guys like. It's called maturing, you know. You, right. you focus on a kid, and you let him, you let him grow. You give him room to grow. You discipline him when you have to, and you let him. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you show him what's right and what's wrong. At least at your club. So, but like these red flags were Fabregas popping up. Fabregas was a hothead, right? Yeah. Right? Then yeah. Percy was a hothead when he first got to y'all. Yeah, he he was just always hurt too, though. Um, but yeah, I mean th- these things were happening. But at the same time, I was like, okay, but we won the FA Cup. Like, and I saw him do it convincingly. Mm-hmm. Like, we looked good when yeah. we were playing that five back. And mm-hmm. I was like, we have something here. We have, like, direction. We have a structure, a, a play style, this counterattacking, defending numbers. So what's the difference now? Well, it's just, like, throughout the season, he started switching his 4-2-3-1. It wasn't really working. 4-3-3, some five back here You and guys there. were using what lot before? Like when, like, when you guys were winning last season, what did you guys? We had the... The five back. Oh, okay. Five, three, two. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. no, 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 no. It was like a... A three, five, two? It was like a... Well, there wasn't two strikers, but... A um, five, three, two, one. I'm trying to think. It was like a it was like a five back, but you have like three attackers also at the same time. Because what we were doing is we were having a bombing oh. play out wide on that left side, and then he would cut in and make those runs into the middle, and you'd slot him, and then he'd just put away a his chances. three, or... A- yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five two three. I think is five two three slash a three four three. That's okay. what it was. And um, nerd shit. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. 
I mean, you, that's that's a whole another conversation. But mm-hmm. your boy Nick Solo, he doesn't he doesn't believe in positions. He doesn't right. believe in formations. It's, it's always it's always just a, a basic guide right. as to where a guy should be. In if you look at beginning position, basically. if you look at like in depth tactics of all these guys, they, when they're, they're actually never, on the ball, they're yeah. not in that. Yeah, structure. they're never in the same one. Well, that's that's what makes these systems so incredible, right? It's that like they 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 form of in a certain formation every time, but every guy has a job. Every movement has a, a trigger or a mechanism, and this this guy triggers this, and this movement triggers that, and now you have guys. I mean, Guardiola system, you have full back, you have wing backs that are now cutting in, and now they're central midfielders. <clears throat> in Klopp system, the full backs are the furthest, widest attacking guys. Uh, some sometimes they crash. Some systems, they, the full backs are crashing the box. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so so it's different now. So yeah, I mean, like formations aren't really. It's a guideline. A hard, it's a starting. That's how I say it's a starting position. Just to get a good idea of where each guy is in relativity to the other, I guess mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, yeah, it's ju- it's your starting like spacing basically. But your formation also kind of influences your tactics and what type sure. of you know what I mean. Like it's not philosophy. completely useless. There is use yeah. for a formation. It, it shows your philosophy. I feel right. Um, but so, just like throughout the year, I don't know. I I'll be the first to say it. Like I had so many excuses for him. In terms of like, oh, he didn't get the back. He didn't get the players he needed in the summer. Yeah. He, you know, it's short turnaround. He has to find a way to make the team gel. The big and one for me was the players. I was like, the players have failed with Wenger. They failed with Unai Emery. They spineless. failed with Lundberg. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's been a consistent thing now for a while. And so I was like, what? Well, how can we expect different results with a different manager? Fast forward. So I've been defending this guy. I think there's potential there, or I thought there was potential there. And and all these guys in Europe, players, ex-players, old managers, like Guardiola, like all these guys. Barcelona was, quote-unquote, talking about getting Arteta one day. Mm-hmm. All these guys are coming out and being like, this dude is next up. Like, he's the truth. So I was like, there has to be something there. Fast forward to this Europa League tie. Arsenal don't have anything going for them this season. We're in like ninth right now, I think. Mm-hmm. We're out of the FA Cup. Damn, this is, is like our y'all only y'all main trophy, right? In England. We have we I don't, we have so many FA Cups in like the last like ten years. Bro. Like, I swear, y'all might be we have like y'all might be one of the something. only clubs that that takes that cup as seriously as y'all do. Yeah. Like, well, it's a trophy. Anyways, anyways, anyways. And um, yeah, so my thing was like, and there were tons of Arsenal fans that are just calling for dude's neck. Just saying, get him out, get him out, get him out. And then they're saying stuff like, if he doesn't win Europa, then he's out. And I'm saying, so I was like, I was like, oh, I think what I expected was to at least make the final. I was like, if you can make the final, Mm -hmm. then I can still buy it. United versus Arsenal. Right. Plus, like, Villarreal aren't really known, like, Villarreal were playing in Segunda Division, like, a couple years ago. They were playing in the second division of Spain. A couple of years ago, they've been right. dipping up yeah. and down like I forget about a that. lot of times. So, I mean, yeah, they've solidified a lot in the past few years, but it's kind of nuts that a team like Villarreal, yeah, that's a that's a low key kind of a bigger club than everyone expects it to be. But right. Arsenal, but when are you a look at like for pound real. for pound, like Arsenal, Arsenal should win should that be, game, should be knocking them out. Right, right. And I remember watching it and just being like, Kenny. I remember watching it as a neutral and being frustrated that you guys weren't really like getting anything. They done. they play like they don't care. You Y'all had I mean? one shot on target first in half. the first half. Yeah. Um. What? 
Yeah. Against very like are Spanish teams known for being defensive like that? The only one that I can think of is Well, Atlanta here's what Madrid. I will say is Villarreal is a very Maybe well like are. structured team. Like they they're Unai they're Emery. very well disciplined. Yeah, because of Unai Emery. Um but Damn, and then how y'all let that happen too? Like I, I I'll be the first to say it though. I I wanted Unai Emery out though when cuz I mean, I don't know. But we talked about it how we didn't at that time, that was the low. What I mean and then is, we just how got, he, we've had a new low like every other year. How did y'all let him beat you guys? Like, well, so here's what I'm gonna say is like, so my expectation was get to the final, and then we'd have to play United, and with United, it's like anything can happen because technically in three games, United has not beaten Mikel Arteta. It's been mm-hmm. I think two wins and a draw, yeah. and they haven't scored a goal against Arsenal. So I was like, okay, anything can happen. But at the same time, United is in a much better position right now. They're in form. They're playing well. And Arsenal are kind of in the opposite boat. So I was like, obviously, I want to win the final. But the way United are playing right now, I just want to get to the final. And if you can get to the final, and you, if you can beat the guy that you replaced. Cross that bridge when you get there, right? Like, right, exactly. But if you can beat the guy that you were brought in to replace, mm-hmm. and then, then you're making a statement. Then and you're showing, like, you do know what you're doing. You give yourself at least two seasons, worth, or at least a season and a half worth of time. Right. And this man, Mikel Arteta, comes in. He comes into the first leg of this game and plays a false nine. A system we haven't played all year. Uh-huh. A system where, like, like, we already struggle scoring goals enough. You think we don't need a striker to play? He With Aubameyang on the bench. He outthought himself. I don't know, and you know what's crazy too is people criticize him, and this is rightfully so, because Pep played that. He played that in the Champions League that yeah. week, so uh, they're like, "Oh, so you're just gonna do a false nine because Pep played it?" <laughs> Damn, like that. I mean, if there's no prior explanation to that, then I mean, I can out of nowhere, that. when has Emil Smith Rowe shown that he can be a false nine striker? And Emil Smith Rowe is an incredible player. Use the but kid. Don't do that to him. Nah. Like, come on. Bro. I'm only the only. Okay, I don't know. Any really good false nine or notable false nine that wasn't already an experienced player in their mid twenties or above. Like I've never right. seen a young Any false nine player is like an intelligent older like veteran of the game. Yeah, like like I've never you've never seen a kid be a false nine. Hell that's, no. Damn, hell that's crazy. No. I thought you were gonna say, Oh, Aubameyang or or Aubameyang can't Lacazette, play the false nine. like <laughs> maybe Lacazette could. You know. But uh yeah, it, that was just such a head scratcher, and you combine that with the constantly subbing on Willian instead of subbing on Martinelli <laughs> late in games. Like sub on Martinelli. There's gotta he be makes a con- shit happen. There's gotta be some some contractual shit. You guys are probably that's paying what, him. That's what too I was thinking too. To not use him. There has to be some kind of clause in his contract. Like he has this many appearances. He has like to playing make or time. Yeah. yeah. Oof. But like, y- y- you dig? Like you saw? You have watched Martinelli. Anyone that watches Arsenal and has seen Martinelli play is like, this kid wants to win. He's he electric. Fights. He hurt. Like he goes he's electric. He, he fights for the badge. He's all. Bro. He's, he's all willpower. He's almost like Guendouzi in that. Like he's all willpower, except he's different from Guendouzi in that he can channel that completely into like footballing ability. Right. Like like his you saw running, that cross dribbling, from that highlight his passing, I showed you. His shooting. Like yeah, he, he can do a lot. 
that highlight I showed you with the cross to Aubameyang. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful pass. Yeah. William hasn't done that all year for us. Like, what are we What are we really talking about here? And it's these is mind-boggling a, decisions like this. Is he a this. ball progressor? Is he a ball retainer? Is he a passer? Is he, a, is he a, like, a crosser? What, what does William do? Talking about William, yeah. Is he a shooter? Bro, he, I don't do? know. You know what he is? He's a fucking... A body, like... He's a body. Yeah, he's a warm body. <laughs> like, he, he crosses the ball. It doesn't get past the first guy. Like... He he'll dribble oh, the ball. He'll lose man. it. Like, oh my god! The reason I think he likes Willian at times is because Willian will track back. Um, but to, that's stupid. Right? You can teach that to Martinelli. Martinelli will willingly track back. Yeah, like I I don't know. I have no answer for. So it. I guess it's the, it's the fact that like Arsenal have so much potential in the players that they have. But like I should have. I thought Martinelli should have started today's game. At, you know, like either on the left man. or something like. Oh man, I, I don't know. Isn't it isn't it true that like Arteta, like you guys aren't in any better position under Arteta than you are under? We're in a worse position under Emery. We've gone down, yeah. Because Emery at least got us Europa. So you, got, you guys so did what the it same was thing with... Juventus did, damn near, which right. is move on from one guy. You picked a worse guy, low key, and then you kind of ran from that guy. To someone else, and to then, a former player, and they're in too deep. They can't just this like is their first job. But like Arsenal are in too deep. They've back. They've come out and backed Mikel Arteta. Like his job's not in jeopardy. Not recently, but like like last couple months or oh. so. They've been like his because people were calling for his name and stuff. And right, and they were like, no, like we're gonna back him. Like he's the guy for the future. We're confident Mikel Arteta is the guy for the future. And I was right there with them. I was like, you know what? Like let's give him the season. Let's give him the summer. Let's see what happens. But but. What is this false nine shit? And and <sighs> and then typical Arsenal errors. They give up like a weak yeah. second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the first goal, I don't know. Right? Like, sure. Let's say you know it could have been like one one basically because that second goal was. Bad. What was the issue? What was like? Give me like, like three, of the biggest issues today. Like, just the first things you can think of. So yeah. So let. So what I'm thinking about. So then fast forward to today. Today, like. To me, he put out a pretty strong lineup, mm-hmm. but once again, either the players aren't motivated, the tactics are wrong. Well, it's yeah, one of those. It? It's like, one or the other because it's like the players weren't pressing hard enough. Yeah. I feel like there was no urgency in the team to win mm-hmm. the ball, no. to attack. We need a goal. We only need to win 1-0, and we go through. And there was no urgency, like you said. You guys one had no on intensity. Nothing. Like Nobody hmm. wanted to just get like win the ball, bro. And, and I... I the only people I'll give credit to today is uh, Leno and the two center backs. Mm-hmm. I thought the two center backs played incredible, and then Leno just didn't really make a mistake. But like the rest of the he team didn't have a crazy day. But like, man, I, but I the don't center know. backs like they dug deep, they won their headers, they got you know they they got a clean sheet, so good for them. It's on the rest of the team, bro. Like there was no urgency, there was no desire to just ham. Like where's that Liverpool mentality? Just Go at them constantly yeah, again like, and again and again. We need to go. score a goal, bro. Oh, and the other thing about Arteta, the substitutions. Oh, the man. substitutions oh, piss me man. off every time. Oh man. Luckily, he put Martinelli in early. I texted you. And I said, "This is my test for Arteta." If he yeah, put but yeah, Martinelli but... in early. I'm gonna be real mad. But it's just it was a. To me, I'm left here thinking like, I I there's no way that another manager can't come in. And get more out of these guys. There's no way another manager can come in and be and not be higher than ninth place. It's so weird because Arteta has 
definitely shown himself to try different things, but I I still have this feeling that he doesn't know how to adapt. So that was that was the thing today too is he did a new system today where he had party in the single pivot and then he had like two center mids right above he him. Had, he either sticks like to a, something for way too long or he just tries some crazy shit. And it's like, I never and see why like a are gradual... you trying that in the semifinals of Europa? Yeah, true. This is a cup competition. Like you can't... Semifinals against Unai Emery. Unai Emery knows what he's doing. I'll tell like, you, I, I will... Look, the biggest strike that I'll ever give a coach at this point, like just in terms of fundamentals, is a coach that outthinks himself. Like I've, I've been bitching about this long enough where... I, I just don't understand coaches who outthink themselves like, right. at, at the wrong moments, in the most clutch moments where you should be at your most objective. You're out here relying on superstition and gut feelings and luck and shit like that. It's like, no, like pay attention to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You need to have as much of an objective eye as possible. These motherfuckers... Same, bro, I'm about to start ranting about this shit again. Klopp versus... Liverpool versus Real Madrid, the first leg. Mm-hmm. Why the Why the fuck... Are you playing Jota instead of Firmino instead of Jota and Firmino? You're playing Nabi Keita. Honestly, a lot Nabi of similarities. Nabi Keita hasn't played a lot of similarities for like, a year, bro. And Nabi, the, and Nabi Keita team, hasn't played more than one game at a time for a really long time. We bought this. He joined the team three years ago, and it still feels like he has yet to really make his debut. And he decided to start this guy right in a, in a cup competition in the Fucking call it playoffs if you want to. This is the time where you cannot afford to fuck shit up. If you're going to experiment, you're going to experiment with players that you can rely on in different positions who understand exactly what you're talking and about. And so it kills me when Arteta is doing a whole new system. Yeah. Forget about a player here and there. It's a system. It's a brand new system. Mm-hmm. We haven't even tried this in the Prem. And you guys are kind of like a young team in general, so it's not like yeah, you Yeah, so you can't expect them to just pick players it up. Who, yeah, we can just... I mean, your attackers maybe, but I feel like attackers. Even our attack rely, is super young. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like Pepe, Saka, they Emil rely on guard, and your attackers rely a lot on what happens from the midfield and the fullbacks, right? Or right. and your center backs. So, if they don't get it right, then your attackers aren't gonna get it right, regardless. Yeah, there's just no urgency and off rip. I just had this feeling like I don't know if we're gonna score today. Like if we're gonna score today, it's gonna be off like a set piece or like a penalty or. If you watch like and and see that my thing is if you if you're a fan of a team and you watch a bunch of games of that team like if you're an avid watcher then you you're able to tell within thirty minutes what this day is gonna be like for some reason I don't know what it is like the I I like the one the people that I always believe the most about a certain team are the supporters of the team because they watch the team the most to pay attention the most you know what I'm saying they have the longest memory and they know what it is. To, to watch a team and say, oh, we we look like we're about to score today. Or right. like, ah, it just doesn't look like, it looks like we're about to have a bad, like, I don't know what it is. Because I get that same feeling right. with Liverpool. No, yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. And that's like, some that, that shit will make your heart sink. Right. When you when you look at your team, you're like, oh, I just don't know fuck. what Arsenal I'm going to get that day. I don't know if I'm going to get, like, pressing, super beautiful football, or if I'm going to get just lazy, nobody... Everyone's acting like they don't want to be there. Kind What's of thing. the switch like? Like, is there is there something there is no that you switch. can tell that no. like motivates these guys? Or Nothing. Not? It's it's just like oh, I guess they decided to play today. Like, there's no, there's nothing. But it's Vera, bro. No, no offense to Villarreal, right? Like, I love I love their jerseys. I love the all yellow with the blue. Like, I think it's great. They're low key a way bigger club than people think it, they are. Like, right. I, they're low key cool as fuck. They are, but. 
they are a team that Arsenal should be 100% s- like swiping aside. I think Arsenal definitely have a more talented team. Arsenal are just bigger in general. Right. More money, bit more depth, more ability, more ability within the ranks like you're not looking at any Villarreal player and saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to take that motherfucker over this." Why one. why when when you have Nicolas Pepe you wouldn't Obamian take, you wouldn't take Chukwueze as your front the three. Only, the only attacking player from Villarreal that I like, and and he torched us in the first leg. He did, but I mean, I would still choose. I might still choose Pepe over him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. Kind I would of choose the Pepe difference. over him every day of the week. You know Pepe I mean? has been killing it in Europa League. Like to me though, it's like maybe I take Pau Gasol. Uh, excuse me, Pau Gasol, Pau Torres. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll take Pau Torres, the center back. Right, right. He's he's good. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, y'all let Cochlin, y'all let Francis Cochlin. I know. Don't don't bring get that up. one over. Don't bring that bro. one up, please. <laughs> don't bring that one up. Shit, man. Wait, wait, wait. Did Sansi Cazorla retire already from Villarreal? Did he play? I think so. Did no, he? no, he didn't. Not he didn't play. I think he retired, sure retired already, or he moved. Yeah, okay. he's either moved or he's retired. I don't remember which one it is. Bro, he's definitely not there anymore. Bro, that would be one of the crazy. He wants dog. to come back to Arsenal as like a, a coach of some type. Santi Cazorla is like one of the most magical. Yeah, he was players. I that, look, I look especially back. for Arsenal, but I look back on that period with like great again memories. Arsenal's reputation as an injury club. Somehow this guy got a freak infection, like one in two hundred infection, and this dude. His legs started getting eaten away. Like, bro, Aubameyang came back from malaria like last week. <laughs> like, how does that happen, bro? What the fuck? Nobody gets malaria these Holy days. Fuck, bro. No, I remember. Um, oh, I remember. Uh, some random. I think either Colo Torre got malaria or um. Yo, okay, one thing, right? Out of all, remember when, okay, remember when Chelsea, like, Didier Drogba, John Terry, J- Frank Lampard, remember they had, like, a whole bunch of just, like, African, like, base players, like, mm-hmm. and Essien, yeah. why is Essien always the, I think of John Obi Mikel before I think of Essien, probably because Essien really? left before Mikel yeah, but Essien did. was that dude. But Essien was nasty. Essien was disgusting. I remember Essien got malaria randomly. Really? Like, a f- like. It like ended his career damn near or some shit. Like he was looking really good damn. for who was it, Real Madrid or somebody? I think he was on loan at Real Madrid and he was looking okay for him. And then all of a sudden this nigga just randomly caught malaria. I might be wrong. It could be Colotori that I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure he caught malaria too at the wrong time. But I'm what I'm saying is motherfuckers is catching shit, bro. I'm just man, all how many footballs have we seen that have that have that got COVID? Like it's random too. Cause at first it seemed like last last year when when this shit first started and soccer players were getting COVID, everyone, like, you kind of used to accuse the soccer player. You kind of used to be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're, you're kind of fucking up. You, you're mm-hmm. the one messing shit up. And now it's kind of like, ah, oh, damn, I feel bad for him. Yo, good luck. Like, right. have you, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here. I noticed this, but it's just weird. Like, I've already noticed, like, how different it is. Because I used to get mad as fuck at players for catching COVID last year. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Stay yeah. your ass inside. Stop yeah. talking to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now it's kind of like, yo, it. It might be an unavoidable thing. They're they're forced. If to a dude, if a dude catches malaria, bro, everybody was like thoughts and prayers. Like, 
please get better. Okay? Yeah, because mosquitoes, that's a hard mosquitoes are the from. worst things on earth, and they'll find they'll they'll find go you. Get a, six go get a deep, fucking bro. shot before you go on like international duty or whenever the fuck you got it. Like, I guess so. Yeah. Every time I went to India, bro, I got my malaria shot. Like, oh, I, I got yeah? like well, I had like ninety eight mosquito bites on my legs, and I fucking I counted them bitches one time. And like, God, bro. I didn't get no malaria. Like, that's the one thing that makes I don't me. Know, I'm not blaming a bombing. Forgetting it. No, he's, I, he's I had a he's had a really rough year. I can't really with a lot of different things. So I hope he's dealing with it. But I can't blame a lot of the players who got COVID. Like Tiago got COVID. He's still trying to gel to a system, and he's trying to gel to a team that's not even performing as well as it should. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I get it for some people. I guess to like bring it back though, like today was kind of my last straw. Like this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I oh, know, man. Y'all Arsenal motherfuckers is way more ride or die, bro. Y'all say this every time, and then bro. Y'all, but y'all I come was back. one of the last people supporting this man. Like it was an unpopular opinion to do. Who is make sure to get, bro? Like, like, why don't you just literally chill anyone, and let somebody bro. grow? We dog. need a change, though. We do need somebody. Let else. somebody grow, bro. This we is don't the cycle of football, bro. dog. You let somebody grow. We're out of Europe. Mm-hmm. We're a mid-table team. Y'all had Una Emery, who was doing better than that. So that okay, Y'all so got I'll, him out of there. I'll hear you out about that, but uh, specifically through the lens of Mikel Arteta, mm-hmm. I think it's time for a change. We need somebody with experience. I don't understand what. Look, I'm, like at this I get point, that everybody point, saw yeah. what happened with Real Madrid and Zinedine Zidane, mm-hmm. right? Chelsea, Arsenal, and Juventus all decided to go get former players and make them a coach. Yeah, Chelsea, who is yes the most heartless out of the three, but also the most pragmatic. Got rid of their guy early and said, fuck it, I'm going to go get a guy who's coached his way up to our Literally, level. it's because I've been watching Tuchel the last like couple months, and I'm like, we need a guy with experience. You need a guy who has been, go get and the reason, how if I, you have But to. I backed Arteta because to me, he was way better than Lampard. Because I watched that last season This bit, man never coached. Which, he had so much structure. Like, we uh, had yeah. a system, we had a way of winning There's games. A, there's there's works. that new manager bounce. I feel like every time you get a new manager, that's a that's fact. Good. That's, that's worth a like fact. a good five yes. to eight points. Even Freddie Lundberg, when he just took over in like for that some reason, area, y'all were doing well. We won for a little while. You know what happened though? Y'all crazy. Same shit happened. Oh yeah. Players players started just not giving a was fuck. Was he before or or whatever after the hell Emery? they're doing? Huh? Was he before or after Emery? He was after Emery. He was a transition guy. Whoa. So because we got I Arteta for- in January, totally forgot about him. Yeah. Okay. And so he came in, and and we had the bounce, mm-hmm. and we were playing well. And we're like, okay, this is this is good. Mm-hmm. And then the same cycle happened that's happened with every other manager with these same players, where they just start playing nonchalant. It's like a rot. They start. Yeah, yeah. The whole club's rotten, but like it's just nonchalant, not giving a fuck attitude. Yeah. And you know what he did? He just his last like game or two games in charge, he just played all the kids. He said, fuck y'all. And he just played all the kids. Because he knew the kids at least wanted to win. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I have my problem with Arteta, bro. Like, why are you playing William? William hasn't even scored a goal for us all year. Like, it's crazy. William has officially hit the age where he can only get worse. And what's crazy about William is that he's only been getting worse for like the past five years. (laughs) Bro, Danny Ceballos. Last time William was good. Danny Ceballos, William, Granite Xhaka at times. Gary Cahill was on Chelsea. Gary Cahill was amazing. Yeah, I know, but the last time William was good, Gary oh, Cahill yeah, was yeah. on Chelsea, I and even you. then, he had good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Good, like at this point, though, I want a guy, I want an experienced manager who's gonna come in, man. and he's not gonna put up with this. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna like dick around and not care <laughs> yeah. and play nonchalant, he's pulling your ass. I swear, and he's putting it wasn't someone Arteta in. that guy. 
What that's, are you trying to but do? But that's that? how it was. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like with the three back, five back thing mm, we were doing. Yeah. Like we were pressing hard, like yeah. every single game, week in, week out, just running at dudes, like winning the ball and countering hard through a bombing. And a bombing was shining. Your team might just be fatigued. I mean, he might just be reacting to how, how tired you guys might be. You guys don't really have that much depth. You guys are an injury prone club. You guys right. have to kind of have to like mix and match, pull guys, plug guys to replace whoever gets injured like it could be the it could be the fact that he doesn't trust his bench enough to really I think rotate he rotates like the that. squad though like uh, during the it does seem like he does do that, during is, uh, uh during, during the premier league though like he rotates the squad for sure like martin but that's the problem bro is you see martinelli starting mm-hmm. against newcastle mm-hmm. and you're like fuck martinelli's not gonna start in against villarreal now uh, you just know gabrielle played you're like gabrielle's not gonna play against villarreal he, he doesn't, he, like, uh, Danny Ceballos. Like, he rotates the squad. I'll give him props for that. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's like, I don't know what kind, I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what system he's trying to play. Mm-hmm. He's just changing shit too much. He's not giving the right guys the right opportunities. Like, any Arsenal fan will he's tell you. He's getting that tinker, this man. This dude is better than this dude. Like, mm-hmm. Martinelli is clearly better than Willian. So why isn't Martinelli playing? Like, it's just these little things. And I'm done. I think I'm done, bro. I put my I put my statement out. I think I'm officially Arteta out. Jeez, I can't. I didn't want to be that guy. Bro. A year and year and what, a half. Four months. Year and a half. Year and a half. I didn't. Yeah, bro. I didn't want to be that club. I didn't want to turn into like what Chelsea was in the past when they were just flipping managers every nine months. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think this is gonna work. You guys gotta find someone young and promising, or not even young, but just someone promising. You guys gotta have. You guys. Oh, man. I would it's, take anyone, bro. Arsenal, I would take Arsenal Conte. Fans I would take Allegri. I would take such, anyone. Bro. Arsenal fans are such a uh, such an anomaly in that you guys have like so much faith in your club. Like, you guys have been loyal to your club like right. through the worst, dumbest shit. Like hey, Arsenal fans are the most loyal. But <laughs> shout out to Hugh Wizzy. But the most loyal. <laughs> y'all want motherfuckers gone like that. Like you guys have the least. Not really though. Wait. Not really. Arteta's had a, had only a only recent history, and this is and oh, this is only honestly, recent history because it's only Unai Emery and Arteta. You also have to before think about that what type we've of had season this is. We had Wenger, who was like the second longest serving manager you have in to the think Prem. About what type of season this is? These guys are playing three and four games a week. Like right, this is an anomaly of a season. Next season, who knows if it's going to be any better? It might still be compressed to make room for the World Cup. Who knows? But like. It's it's you, but you understand this is new territory this, for Arsenal. But fans this too. is a special like, season. Arsenal fans are used to consistency. They're used to yeah. like Wenger being the guy. At least y'all finished fourth. Like, all all the oh, damn doesn't fourth sound really good right now under Wenger? Bro, I need to pull up this tweet, bro. Oh man, <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah, you, like that's there, a long ways away. There's a lot of clubs with a lot of similarities, right? Where I think I think your guys' situation on the field is a lot like Liverpool's, where um, it's in. Injury, well, you guys are an injury-prone club, but Liverpool Liverpool always buys a lot of injury-prone players for some dumbass reason. And then Klopp plays a style that wears injury-prone players down all the way. And then not only that, but he doesn't really have any depth. And then, hang on, let me... Take a look at this. This tweet I saw. Ah! Wenger was a Yo, miracle worker. Okay. okay. He was a miracle okay. worker. Okay, these are the names that were on this on this club. Fabianski, Juru, Johan Juru, who I don't know any time I've ever seen Johan Juru and he's ever looked good. 
ever. Oh, Laurent Koscielny, of course. Sebastian Squalacci? Yeah, he was always like that third rotation a guy. A center back? Yeah. So let me preface this. This, this, is, this isn't really our, our side. This was like a cup side. I know, but this is like but a bad per Murtisacker. Like, there, this is your depth. This is when we had like per Murtisacker and like young Aaron Ramsey. I don't even like, know who. We had a couple other good pieces, but this was part of our team. And he would win Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain as a right as a right winger. This guy looks like he's 13. Frimpong. What was this guy's name? Oh, Emmanuel Frimpong. Oh, man. Or Manuel. I don't uh, remember one of them. But. This, yes. I remember this kid was like Dench. And like this guy was like super. Okay. Francis Coughlin. Yeah, he was y'all talked so much shit. Y'all just lost. Potential. And then Francis Coughlin came in and it's like, oh, Francis Coughlin has hella potential. And then <laughs> y'all just lost to Francis Coughlin with Unai Emery with Villarreal. <laughs> y'all see Ben Ayun. I. That was alone. Don't. Wait, he played for Arsenal? Yeah, loan, loan. This guy played for Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal yeah. and was good for half of one of those yeah, t- he was clubs. pretty subpar, yeah. Marwan Shama. Right. That's pain. Wow. That's pain right there. And young Drew Park. You can't hurt me. You can't hurt me, Oh, ben. my. I've been through it. <laughs> Yo, y'all I've gave, y'all the gave Park the <laughs> number nine jersey? Yeah. Yo, Arsenal has signed at least like six or seven Asian players in the last five or six years. See, this is why I say though, and not ahead. one of them has ever played for us. This is why I say though, we have spent money because you look at that team and you look at our team now. But on what though? Well, on saying, like, what? We bought Lacazette. We bought Aubameyang. We bought Pepe. We bought Party. We, we've you spent know what all the those money. guys are. Those guys are attacking players and complementary midfielders. You guys need. Base structure, like the money that you guys are spending on those players, you guys damn near should have spent that money that is, on. And that is historically your always spine. been Arsenal's problem. They have never spent big on a center back. Um, Tony Adams, you guys lucked out on, right? But Colo Torre, Sol Campbell, Sol Campbell, right? Like you guys, you guys did used to have good good center backs. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't like William Gallas signings. You know, it wasn't just cash out on a center back. They've never done that. They always just Arsenal buy scouting players. is super suspect, bro. Super now suspect. It is. Now it is. Like you got like a lot of your best players because it's all changed with the ownership, bro. Or... It's all changed with the ownership, and that's the thing is Wenger had full control over transfers. And it's also crazy. I never knew that Stan Kroenke took over the club the year after you guys won your last ever major trophy. Like, you guys have won a bunch of FA Cups since then, but I'm pretty sure, what, 2007 was the last time you guys won some type of trophy, some mm. type of big-ass shit. Or last, that was the last time you guys I think we finished top three or, or some shit. Yeah, something like that. And ever since then. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Holy. Yeah. It's been a decade now of Stan Kroenke owning 100%, and... You guys are just trying to... It's, it's like Juventus in how you guys had one manager there for a long time, his style kind of get, started getting old. He started mm-hmm. getting found out. Mm-hmm. And instead of maybe backing him in the transfer market or letting him, giving him time to adapt in Arsene Wenger and Massimiliano Allegri's case, you guys went and bought a new guy. Started was, getting found out, but at the same time, I've mentioned how Literally, he had to sell his best player every single every year single to fund new transfers Which the next year. So the the sink the the ship was sinking, 
And then he was like trying like, to clog the holes, uh, and he's like shoveling he's like water. Sco- he's like scooping the water yeah, out with a cup. He's literally <laughs> scooping water out with like a bucket and trying to like save the ship. And he's somehow still staying afloat still in to top four. Yeah. yeah, and then it's just like, Yo, guys, and eventually it sunk. Eventually, you guys it was sinking. finished top four for like and then a people bunch blamed, of seasons straight, and, and then people we laughed him. at you for it. Yeah, people blamed him because the ship was falling. That was the last time. Yeah. Wow, you right. guys. That was, I, I know what part of it was because you, you guys kept getting. Fucked in Europe. Like every time you guys went to the Champions League, Bayern Munich would bend you over. Because that was our depth. No Vaseline. <laughs> what you just read was our depth. No That's Vaseline. Why. <laughs> like, but this man still managed to steer you all to fourth place. For I feel like if Mourinho went to Arsenal, he'd probably say the same shit. Like if he steered you all to fourth place, he'd probably say the same shit that he said about United when he took them to second. He's like taking these guys to second is the hardest. Is like the best accomplishment I've ever had as a manager. Yeah. And Mourinho's won. Like I'll be impressed if so anyone can trophies. take this team second. What the fuck? I just I just want to get back in. I Europe think you guys at this you guys point. have to like like just revamp like from back to front. So that's why I was so patient with Arteta is because we have such a great young core. Like we got Tierney, Gabrielle, Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, Gabriel Martinelli. Party. So I'm like party too, but party's like 27. Oh yeah. But all these all these other guys are like 21 and younger. Yeah. And and I'm like let let him like get a couple more transfers in and grow and mm-hmm. build this group as like a collaborative team. Like mm-hmm. let them gel together, learn from each other, play well together, learn how to like play well off each other's strengths and weaknesses. But I just don't see the confidence in terms of the tactics anymore. I don't see the confidence in terms of controlling the locker room, controlling their mentality. Why do they not want to win this game? Right. Why are they playing like they're, they they don't want to go get a goal right now? Like That's the same. That's somebody the same. has to motivate them. Same you know? and maybe had. it's unfair to blame Arteta, but somebody has to do it. It's so fresh. It's so weird how often that question comes up, and it's crazy because that's really, really frustrating. That's the same question I had with um, Klopp. Again, that first leg against Real Madrid, I will never understand. As bad as Klopp's tactics might have been, how did the players manage to make shit worse? Like, how did these players who have been so full of confidence and motivation for the past three and four years not even have it within themselves to try and and, and play better? Like, the thing about about, um, that first leg, and I know I keep bringing this up, but I still can't get over it. The thing about... Jurgen Klopp starting Navi Keita and then bringing him off on the 43rd minute mm-hmm. is that they literally created a scapegoat. They literally created a scapegoat. He knows he fucked up, but they created a scapegoat because the rest of the team was fucking garbage. It was trash. And it's like... But that was a strong watch, lineup. That was a strong lineup. It was lineup. a strong lineup and to watch them all just fuck up and walk around. And they looked like they didn't care. Flub Same everything. Thing. Same thing as today. It, it looked like they didn't make care. Sense. Same shit like, um, remember MLS Cup? Like, we were like, um, Seattle Sounders, when we got fucked by Columbus, we were like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I hate to call him out, but especially Jovan Jones. We were like, yo, where's the, where's the motivation? Where's the, like, why are you walking when they're scoring a goal on us? You know what I'm saying? Like, where is that level of just commitment? But, we we don't know, bro. It's I have I couldn't tell you, bro. I couldn't tell you. I for for Klopp, it might be the tactics and the fact that they were shell shocked. For Arteta, bro, as a neutral, it didn't make sense why y'all weren't Doesn't getting anywhere. Why y'all weren't either. doing anything? I'm looking at the team. I'm looking at the names. I'm looking at from your from your defense, from your goalkeeper all the way to your striker. You guys are better on the field than Villarreal. That's a fact. And more talented. Villarreal played y'all even as fuck. Right. Y'all did not look 
anywhere dangerous to Villarreal until you guys start pressing. We never look dangerous. That's the problem. I've never looked at Arsenal. I haven't. I haven't been nervous for about Arsenal probably since Samir Nasri left. Like around that time, like his last. I think I was really watching soccer like his last season for you guys, and I just remember seeing him and being like, okay, this guy is like really fucking. He's good. Like, crazy. Holy he was shit. so good. I was like, okay, Arsenal got a new guy. Like I know they just lost Fabregas, but they're good. They got Nasri. They got Clichy. They got. Manchester City bought all your guys, right? But right, Barca too. I haven't felt you guys were dangerous since he left. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't. Yeah. Played. I. I mean, Liverpool usually spanks Arsenal, but I haven't looked at you guys. Hey, and been you like, know what? Damn, though? y'all are I'm dangerous. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that game. I'm pretty sure Arteta was like two and one or something, or three and one with Klopp. Maybe before that game, and then you guys spanked us, <laughs> and you guys spanked us the game before that too in this Shit. season. So, no, maybe it was like two and two and zero oh then. Before yeah, because as last season, yeah. surprisingly and shit, right? Right. Um. Yeah, man, I, it doesn't make sense sometimes, but you know what it is. The squad needs refreshing. Yeah. Well, we have a young core, so. Let's yeah, lean but into you guys, it. But let's you make guys the right have, You guys have old guys who aren't convinced. That's true. That's, old guys that's like to problem. walk around and. You know what I'm saying? There's no leadership, bro. Like no leader, no matter. And granted, Jaka might be the, your guys the closest thing to a leader, but that dude's also crazy, and he's also maybe not nearly as good as he needs to be to be a leader of the team not. of I'm, the rest of the team. I'm not convinced on Jaka. I haven't been for a while. A lot of people think he's like the reason Arsenal have any success. I don't know, bro. I don't. You know what? Y'all don't even need a dick. You guys just need a, a winner who like won't take no for an answer, like someone who will take control of the game and just. Lose a tooth. Sadly, Aubameyang's not that guy. But I mean, I don't. I've never seen anything in his career. He, what he moved to you guys near the end of a little before he was thirty, right? He, no, he was like twenty eight or twenty nine. So like okay, so that oh yeah, sorry. The latter exactly years for, for a striker, especially or for a forward, that's definitely the end, the latter stage. But of he, your career. like I said, he's that Jamie Vardy effect. Like he's just been getting Which is better true. and better and better. The fast, skinny game. guy who's just getting better. But again, it, nowhere in his career ever did it ever come up, or did he ever give anything to suggest that he was the type of player to pull a yeah, whole team not, over the line? He's not he was always he's a not complimentary guy, piece, yeah. right? Like, I mean, he's he's a star. He's a fucking star. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, he, he dragged you guys to the FA Cup, but, but the he's league not is a completely different. Yeah, he's animal. not the motivator. Right. Tierney is the motivator. Is he? Tierney needs to get the captain's armband. You know what? Every like every time we've been down a goal, and then he'll come up and make an assist or score a goal. You see him just like, let's go, let's go. He's grabbing the ball. He's trying to get everyone motivated. You guys need need a midfield general, and you need a type A center back. Yeah, you need you need an A personnel. You need a Vincent company and another attacking mid to balance out Smith Rowe, and maybe another striker if Lacazette's leaving. Before those two, you need. A midfield general. I don't care if it has to do with pace. I don't care if it has to do with positioning. I don't care if it has to do with passing. You need someone who can take control of a game in the midfield. Because you guys' midfield is too passive, too slow. Yep, that's it. It's a fact. You guys don't have anybody who's chucked somebody on their ass. But you guys also don't have anybody that's going to, like, like, clap and, like, yo, like, get niggas motivated and say, yo, 
buck up. Like, let's let's get it. Like, I don't, I don't know. It. I can't look at y'all squad and just be like, yeah, he's a motivator. He's going to get in somebody's face and be like, yo, you need to stop fucking around and do your thing for this club. You need to get out. Like, who's going to do that for the club? Y'all had what? Um, I, okay. I'm not, I'm not a Arsenal fan from the, from the 90s, but as far as your captains that I can think of, you guys had Tony Adams, Tony Adams yeah. Patrick Vieira, Terry Henry, mm-hmm. Cesc Fabregas, <laughs> Robin Van Persie. Mm-hmm. That's a really good stretch of all captains. All those guys, right all those guys are like, we have to go. We have to less go aggressive as oh, and probably what was Jens Lehmann ever a captain for you guys? The no, Oliver so, Kahn no. was a crazy. He was during the Invincibles. Yeah, so era. but that's a really good stretch of captains. Yes, I guess the level of influence or the level of uh aggression kind of kind of decreases with each, with each captain as you go on but i guess i haven't seen you guys Van Persie was, was a sneaky like die hard competitive guy yeah guy. yeah like, but then, he would he was like but, I mean, i'm going to get this done we're going to get this done and he's and then after that what Koscielny and Per Murtisaka they were all right yeah. like they weren't Vermaelen. world beaters and that's for my <sighs> If you want to include him, I guess he kind of left. Really <laughs> he was fast. he was the captain. He was, but honestly, he wasn't prominent enough. His best seasons was like those last two seasons for Arsenal, and then or last two or three seasons for Arsenal, and then Barca. Man, but I mean, yeah. I, so as what, an Arsenal fan, I'm I guess. So who do you, who do you want? Who do you think? I want a war, bro. No. I've said this so many times. I no. want a war. Who? What manager <laughs> do you want that you think can elevate the club that won't take no shit from Stan Kroenke, who's like this weird king in a castle, who won't spend money unless you come with like a huge ass PowerPoint as to why? Which I guess I can't be mad at him. Tell him why he's spending nah, the money. Get, get Daniel Ek in right now, bro. I'm gonna switch from Apple Music as a to manager, Spotify bro, Premium you, you, if he buys the club, bro. You went Mark from you went from players to owner, but who as a manager, who as a coaching staff, like, who do you think can bring it in? Is it is it really the manager or is it the players? I think it's both. But who I do think you get rid of it's first? It's easier to replace a manager than it it's is to easy to replace team. a manager, but it might and, be more important for you guys to replace your players. The, the team does need to be replaced. That's a fact. But I look at a team like Chelsea. And Chelsea was sinking. Chelsea was sinking That's fast. That's true, but and y'all Tuchel turned Chelsea. it around like that instantly. I'm not saying we're like Chelsea, okay. but I'm saying a manager can come in, mm-hmm. and if he's the right manager, mm-hmm. he can demand excellence from his players. Okay, I, I think Chelsea and he can do... make a consistent system and not play a false nine in a semifinal of a Europa League game. Semifinal. Chelsea do follow that system, uh, follow that belief of replacing a manager is easier than replacing a player. However. Chelsea's general like player level, like the general level of player, generally world class or thereabouts. Right. Like I don't, I don't lo- want to ever act like we're on Chelsea's level in terms of talent. So it might squad. be easier for a coach to mold those players to how he wants to play because they might be. But to me, he looks lost, bro. Arteta? Yes. Hmm. Why is he playing a false nine this day and then like a single pivot this day when we haven't played a single pivot the whole year? The whole year we've been playing two seasons. Right. Right. Like, what are we but, doing? But you, okay, sorry, not to play devil's advocate, but you did say Thomas Parsi looked incredible I thought in he that looked single really good. pivot. I mean, Spain, it's a, Span, yeah, a Spanish manager. You guys already play a Spanish style or a very close to Barcelona style, right? 
Thomas Partey, f- f- in all intents and purposes, is a Spanish midfielder. Right. He, <clears throat> I agree. I, I, f- I felt as though you get you sounded really confident in Thomas Partey in his central pivot. I thought he looked really good in the single pivot. It allows you guys to, to me, throw more attackers forward. Exactly. That was my thought process, mm-hmm. too, is what this does is it allows Odegaard and Emil Smith-Rowe to just push up and get involved in the attack, do their quick one-twos. Get one in twos, the mix, one-twos, unlock yeah, the defense. Yeah, just start flying at the line, you know? Especially because it's You don't have to high. have another guy stay back. Just go, go. Party got it covered. I thought he played really well today. Real are People not are just hating on Atleti. Him. They're not Getafe. They're not. They don't play big dudes. They don't play defensive styles. You know what I'm saying? They're not Ibar. They don't. They don't knock niggas over and just fucking like Villarreal. Or a, like there's a reason Santi Cazorla went to Villarreal to revive his career after Arsenal. Mm-hmm. It, it was a good fit. Mm-hmm. To me, Arsenal should be a level above Villarreal, but y'all should also have a little more of that attacking instinct that the English clubs keep fucking up, keep fucking the European clubs with. You see the past few finals. English clubs made it to almost every single one except last season, right? Right. The pressing, the running, the counterattacking, just the physicality. Y'all have that. You mm-hmm. guys have that. You guys have the players for I've that. I've seen us do it on certain days. It's so just, I when are they going to turn up? Because I, I can't tell you. expected you guys to rip those guys apart. I thought we could get at least 1-0. Well, I thought we'd at least score a goal. I can't, I'm not super confident about clean sheets. But Pepe, <laughs> Lacazette. I expected Pepe to score today. Aubameyang, Odegaard, uh-huh. Emil Smith Rowe, Saka, Bellerin. You guys have guys who. <laughs> Don't bring up Bellerin in this podcast. <laughs> oh no. Why would you do that? Okay, I'm sorry. I, Why would okay. you do that? I legit have not watched Bellerin in a long Bellerin, time. Bellerin, I would be perfectly content if Bellerin never put on Arsenal shirt ever again. Whoa, he's your he's your captain based no, off of tenure. Fuck, he's your longest tenure player. Yeah, and he's the longest trash He's been there since he was, he was the next Fabregas. Like he he came from Barcelona as a And teenager. you know what he turned out to be? Not Fabregas cuz oh. he's not good. Are you sure? Or did, did, or do did you remember? Did, I texted I, you in like the first 10 minutes of the game. He was literally up by a bombing. I'm watching the counter happen. The right side of the field is completely open. I feel like Hector Bellerin, right? Because he's not fast anymore, right? Yeah, he's like average speed. Hector Bellerin was a speed-based player. Right. But like most speed-based players, especially fullbacks, very injury-prone, tore everything, lost his speed... But I also feel like Arsenal never even tried to show him how to change his style to fit his shit. Like, to, to change his style to be a more effective fullback. I just, I just rely don't more think on passing, has, crossing, positioning, defense. I just don't defense. think he has the skill set to do it. Because I've watched this man cross never, I've watched this just, man cross the ball. He can't clear the first defender. He can't defend. His positioning is awful. He's like he's like Theo Walcott with a fullback. Passes. He can't bomb down the wing. Like, he d- he developed doing? for you guys the same way Theo Walcott did, but maybe I like Theo one Walcott step a behind. Lot, bro. I really like Theo. He Walcott. also had ungodly pace. But he never really developed it. But Theo Walcott was Yeah, he didn't get injured I remember when he transitioned to like a striker role for us for a little while. And he Mm. was just, he kept scoring goals. He was smart. And then, yo. Not saying he was the like end goal for us at striker. But he Mm -hmm. did the job when we needed him to. Bellerin, I don't see anything out of Bellerin, bro. I'm done with him. I'm done. Like, he's not. I'd rather have Callum Chambers there. I'd rather have Cedric there. Like, they just offer us more. Does Bellerin have like a chance to play in another role for you guys? Was he, he's not, he's not like a Kimik. Um, no, Alexander Arnold, no like way he I wants to switch to a center mid. <laughs> there's absolutely no way I want Bellerin. Not as a winger, 
Not as did a, you you watched not as a, him, bro? Not as a forward. He played. So what they do a lot of times is Bellerin tucks in and like tries to play that. as a center mid. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Guardiola, baby Guardiola. Right. Shout out to Arteta. And and I, you with were worst the game. players, he's not good, bro. Yeah. He just gives the ball away. He doesn't. He just doesn't have it. He doesn't have it, and it's sad to say, but he doesn't have it. Dang, that dude was dead ass. Like he was gonna be your next. He like, was supposed to be the true crazy captain. Like yeah. this guy's gonna be forever player. Like it's sad, but it's time to move on. We gotta have that ruthlessness. We can't hold I, on to him. Do you think Arsenal need to change their? How do I say this? Do, do you think Arsenal Arsenal need to change their approach as a club, like their approach to to football, like? You guys I think kind of, Arsenal as a club need a clear house, top to bottom. Mm, I want Kroenke out. Mm-hmm. I want Vinay out. I want Edu out. I want Arteta out. Uh-huh. I want the whole thing cleared. I want Damn. Daniel Ek to come in with Henri Vieira, Bergkamp. And I want them to fucking handle business huh? the way it's supposed to be. Damn. Okay. I can see that. I, I think Vieira would be a really good coach. Um, no, he, not he, a coach. Like they're gonna be like advisors. They've oh, like teamed oh, up like, with okay. Daniel Ek, okay. and they're gonna be like advisors for him oh, on like, how to run the club. Man, like general manager. Oh, it's not. Excuse me. Technical directors. Kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they get the specific president role, of football but, and all that shit. I don't know what their roles would be specifically, but that that was what the 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 stories were coming out is that like Daniel Ek is teaming up with Vieira Burkamp. And Henri to I think put I think Arsenal run the club. Yeah, I, I think Arsenal taking. Oh, wow, this is gonna sound. And he reached out woo! to them because he's think, an Arsenal fan. He reached out to them. And I said, think I Arsenal taking a Bayern Munich stance of employing former players in football roles, technical directors, president of football, and that, that type of shit might definitely benefit Arsenal. And we need but, a winner in there. But we need all those guys because they're winners. Only if you honestly, I it's crazy, but I feel like you guys could grab a whole bunch of your invincibles. And even if you guys don't really win anything, I feel like you guys could use that as a basis to really start the club up as like as a winning team again. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. I agree. Nothing would make me happier. Somehow Arsenal's forgotten how to make the dis- the correct decisions to to get yourself to the top. They haven't you know? forgot. Cronky just took over, <sighs> and Cronky was never going to do that. Damn, bro. Ugh. But let me just let me just end it with that. Is I hate to say it because I wanted it to work out so badly, but I think we need a change. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to happen before the summer window, cause so the new guy can get his guys in, and we need this has to be rock bottom. 20 this minutes later, and this guy it. still hasn't told me a manager who should replace Arteta. Literally, I would take anyone with experience. Bro, fuck that. Give me somebody. I don't. I want, there's a I bunch want of Conte. Names. I want Allegri. Mm-hmm. I would take... Um, Sorry? I guess, yeah. I mean, Arsenal's a passing club. Sure. Yeah, like... Oh, you guys are a bit passive in England. I would though. take um, Rafa Benitez, bro. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> Because what Rafa Benitez is good at is defense and. But he's good at stopping the bleeding. Yeah. He's really good at that. You so know, even if it's like a temporary thing with him until Rafa, we can get someone better. Rafa Benitez is like one of the most underrated team builders I think I've ever seen. Rafa Benitez led Liverpool to one of the most successful periods, right? In their history. Then moved to a bunch of different places. He moved to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I, I really. Oh, man. 
I feel for Carlo Ancelotti, right? Like, there's a few players. There's a few. There's a few. There's a few (laughs) managers that I always feel bad for, like Roberto De Matteo. Yeah. Won the Champions League for Chelsea, got sacked halfway through the That's, next season. That is one of the most outrageous things. Carlo Ancelotti won Real Madrid's first Champions League title since what the early two thousands, mm-hmm. like La Decima or La Yeah, La Decima, the tenth. They've been looking for the tenth for damn near a decade. He brought that shit to them, mm-hmm. was gone the next season. Mm-hmm. Um and that same shit happened to Rafa Benitez. So he was brought in. I can't remember who he was brought in after. I think it was Jose Mourinho. But yeah, Real Madrid right, yeah. were looking really bad. Mm-hmm. And Rafa Benitez, for, I can't remember what it was that he did. I, forget, I think he coached Valencia in Spain. Hated Real Madrid. Always talked shit. You know, antagonizing. Got Real Madrid. Got, a, got to Real Madrid. Was asked to stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Brought in a bunch of players. Like, I'm pretty sure he's responsible for the Modric transfer. I'm pretty sure wow. he's responsible for bringing back Casemiro or bringing Casemiro to Real Madrid in the first place. I'm pretty He's responsible for a lot of shit. The base that Carlo Ancelotti won La Decima off of was from Rafa Benitez. Hmm. So, I know he's the antithesis of you guys' style and you guys' ethos of, you know, beautiful passes, connections. You know, you guys have the best team goals every year and all that right. shit, right? But... This guy also knows how to build a team for the future. And what right? good is, oh, we can pass, like, perfect examples today. Oh, we passed the ball pretty well, but we had nothing no to show No penetration. Nothing to show No penetration. It. So what are we really doing here? Like, You know what I'm saying? Rafa Benitez, I mean, some of the players that Rafa brought into Liverpool are some of the all-time greatest Liverpool players. Javi Mascherano, Xavi mm. Alonso. I mean, wow. Steven Gerrard kind of really, really kind of exploded under... Rafa Benitez, as far as I'm concerned, like they had, they had a, John Onorisa looked incredible. You probably don't even know who that is, but that guy was crazy <laughs> for Real Madrid. Like I'm pretty, uh, excuse me, Liverpool. I'm pretty sure I might be wrong, but I th- think Fernando Torres had. I think Rafa Benitez had something to do with Fernando Torres. You I could might be, be right. Uh, I could be wrong. I think that was a, right around the end of when he was. He like I think he left after Torres came in. I can't remember specifically. I can't remember. I I wasn't paying. I look. Let's be real. Let's be real. I started paying attention to Liverpool at the end of Kenny Dalglish's. Like, I think I started paying attention to Liverpool right when Kenny Dalglish came in, because then they bought Joe Allen, Jordan Henderson, Stuart Downing, and I just remember clowning these niggas the whole time. I I remember being a little kid. I was telling you, we went to England. We went to London to visit my family, and we're in Heathrow Airport, and. My mom got me one of those soccer magazines, and like the front cover was Fernando Torres yes. coming to Liverpool. Bruh. And I'm a little tiny kid, bro. Like I don't remember who the mm-hmm. manager was, but I remember that being like such an yeah. impactful moment. I was like, and then I started watching him more, and I was like, this dude is incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, and he and he fit that that Liverpool ethos of just straight attacking, right. just Relentless. just no matter what, like fuck it. Even if we're losing, attack. If we're winning, attack. Like. Torres will just if we're get killing you. them, you, you fall asleep for two seconds. Torres will score a goal. Good like, God, <laughs> it 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 says something. Okay, look, it says something that I still can't decide whether I like Fernando Torres by himself or Luis Suarez and Daniel Sturridge together. Hmm. In terms of like some of the best, like your Liverpool, like the Liverpool. best Liverpool attack before now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
that's one guy versus one of the greatest strikers in history and a really, really good. Fernando Torres is forward. a goat. He's a goat, man. He is something else. Ah, Chelsea broke him, man. But Chelsea, <laughs> but Chelsea break all the strikers. Speaking of breaking the strikers, hmm. Chelsea, Man City. Yeah, Champions let's League. talk about it. Let's Holy crap. Timo Werner got a goal. Yeah. I told you. Look, yeah, man. Let's go. Look, man. Look, man. Shout I told to Timo. you. It's Timo time. I told you. Chelsea, ever since Didier Drogba left, no one has ever been able to fill that that forward striker role properly for Chelsea. Hmm. Like, as good of a club as they are, even before Didier Drogba, these guys had. People don't remember that these guys had Hernan Crespo, Anelka. Anelka. Kalu, Maluda. But Anelka was good for them. He was good for them, but well, he, he but he played on the side of Drogba. He had Drogba. Drogba yeah. was one of the few forwards there that like actually You're flourished. Right. Drog, you know what I'm Drogba is definitely like the defining moment of Chelsea. Like, he's like the pivot point of Chelsea's Chelsea, history. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chelsea had Shevchenko at some point. Yeah. People Ooh. don't remember that. You know was saying? he not good for Chelsea? No, they had. Okay, am I tripping? I don't Shout think they had... Shout out to all my Ukrainian homies in Fed. I don't they all think they... Oh, right? I don't know if they had Aryan Robin. Am I tripping? I think they had they Aryan had, Robin. They had Robin, yeah. They had Robin, didn't work. Right. They had Hernan yeah, Crespo, which still, to this day, doesn't make sense. He didn't work. Hernan Crespo, there used to be another player. Was it Batistuta? Did Chelsea have Christian Vieri, or am I tripping? I might be tripping. Uh, that's too far back for me. That's too far back. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know. Anyways, the point is, Chelsea have every once in a while get a really good striker, but they they just break them. Fernando Torres, Diego Costa was good for a couple seasons, and then well, he was trash for I said more this seasons. Before, though. I think Torres was broken before. Yeah, that's why Liverpool sold him. And y'all cashed I told, out. Shout out I to you. You guys made a good fucking move. I told you. You'll never be better than the Awobi move, though. That is the best move of all time. Oh man! Everton are suckers. Forty mil for Everton are fucking suckers, bro. <laughs> bro, poor Everton. Poor Everton. They do this to themselves, bro. You the just look at their lineups and you just, and you just start laughing. You're like, look at these motherfuckers. Uh, my my homie Paul. We talk about Paul. How many? Shout out to Paul. Bro, Paul's Everton, an Everton, Everton fan because he loves Hamas and he's always like, "Fuck Alex Awobi. I hate Alex Awobi. Everton <laughs> has had a promising lineup. For at least a decade in the Premier League, like every time you look at their their lineup, you're like, "Oh, these guys should do well." And then by the end of the season, you're like, "Oh, these guys are all trash." All right? Really? I've never been scared of Everton. Well, aside from when they, you know, they're broke a good a lot team. Of guys. Man. They're a fun team to watch. They looked. They were supposed to be really dangerous this season, and they're not. I want to. I want to get Calvert Lewin. I want us. To you take, want him? I want to take. You, you're Calvert not, not going to big dick Everton like that. Yeah. Everton's not going to sell you Dominic. Yeah. No, not no, no, to no, Liverpool. No, no, no. We have to. Not to Liverpool. We should. We not should. to Liverpool. He'll go to City before that. No, he won't, because they're gonna get Harry Kane. He'll, yeah, go to United. Say, he'll go to United or something, bro. He'll probably go, he'll probably end up going somewhere like that. He might go to Chelsea. <sighs> Yo, could you imagine that? All that right. would be no, 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 no. <laughs> Speaking of Chelsea, fuck it, dude. Let's get into it. Look, right, what yeah, have, what have we been saying? What have we been saying for this entire Tuchel season? Tuchel is the Messiah. We no, <laughs> nah. well, okay, before that we Tuchel is my dad. Before bro. that. <laughs> Before we even started recording, we said that Chelsea Loki has a great squad and all they need is a really good manager. Right. And I remember Tuchel was literally one of like two or three managers that we said we did not want Chelsea to get. Otherwise, it's a wrap for everybody. Mm, yeah, as much okay. as we dislike Chelsea, as shitty as they are, as annoying as their fans are, Chelsea get it done. Chelsea win shit. They do. Right? They do. Uh, we, we we saw it 
when they lost out in the Champions League, built up a few seasons, came back, and somehow gritted Chelsea, their teeth versus Bayern Chelsea Munich. Chelsea is such like a bounce-back club. Like they get they they falter a little bit and then they're right back in the mix like, like exactly fail, like like I love banter era Chelsea right but the reason it I love they never last long because they always bounce back and remember we said this Chelsea's always scary once they bounce bounce back it's never just the, it's never banter and oh they're kind of good it's banter and oh they're about to win the league and Europe and this and that like mm-hmm. it you know what I'm saying and now. Oh, yeah. Chelsea, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, they low yeah. key already got the squad. Chelsea's one of those one of those Chelsea teams is where deep right now. Chelsea's one of those teams where it was one of the first teams that took away player selection or player scouting from the manager. They're the, one of the first teams to start handling that shit by themselves, right? Now we see it with Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, even Liverpool, where the the team and a board. Uh, a president of football, a certain technical director will bring a player in outside of what the manager may want or may not want. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now, but Chelsea's also really pragmatic and smart as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. They're, as a, they're a really non-emotional front office. Like I told they're you, like ruthless. these guys, it's a business. Cutthroat. It's <laughs> a business. You bring your emotions to Chelsea, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt, you know what bro. Saying? Like, you're going to be in your car listening to Drake on your way home when you get fired. You know what I'm saying? When you get fired <laughs> like, for no reason, well, motherfuckers get rid of you, not even because they don't like you, but because somebody else is better. I told you, Chelsea has like a recruitment policy the same way Real Madrid does. However, Chelsea's one of those clubs where they will not get rid of a player that they know is quality. They won't get rid of somebody that they know is a really good asset to the club. Mm. So you have... Except for Kevin De Bruyne, Mo Salah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, facts, facts, facts. No, 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 you're right. I, lo- I love to bring that up. But... Uh, no, no, for the most part, you're right. You're, like, uh, like yeah. are, we, are we really... And, and, and those guys, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. We talk about those guys just... Rotting in Chelsea's academy and getting loan, becoming loan army. Oh man, that loan. We don't have to get into that. So sad, but it's a product of something else, not because Chelsea. When Lampard, when Lampard was in charge, we knew Chelsea had a squad. We said Chelsea is slowly building a Death Star. The Death Star is active, bro. This last window, they done been turned that bitch on a a couple times. People thought they were gonna win the league from this last window alone, and they probably Mm, would have if they had Tuchel off rip next season. It's going to be close. Next season, it's going to be Chelsea, City, Liverpool, United. If United make the right moves. If United, well, okay. That's another one. That's another one. Let's let's predict that later. Um, But we already said Thiago Silva had completely changed the club when he came in for some reason, right? Um, They already had, I mean, Chelsea is one of those few clubs. They're still a money club. As much as we kind of want to forget that, they're still a money club. They have depth in almost... Depth two times in almost every single position. Yeah, you know they I mean? really do. Yeah, they have world a world beater, a genuine world class. There will never be enough another player like him type player in N'Golo Conte. Yes, dude, Conte is so. They good. have silky attacking midfielders, fast attacking midfielders, and forwards and strikers in Havertz, Pulisic. Even Werner yeah. and ZX. ZX's not fast, but he's silky and he's smart. You Especially know what I'm their attacking options. They have so much depth. So it's fast. Crazy. They have I a really good. I can't think of another player, though, like N'Golo Conte, that can disrupt that they have a Real really Madrid good midfield, midfield as much as he does. Like, he, physically, it's crazy. he physically dominated. He 
he outran Modric, right? I know Modric is supposed to be 35 or 36. Modric can, Modric can still run a whole bunch, right? Yeah, he, outran all, he outran Liverpool's yeah, midfield, right? Which is hard to do. And N'Golo Conte outran him, intercepted almost all of Kroos' passes, and was smart enough to realize, hey, I can't body Casemiro off the ball, so let me just run past this motherfucker. He dominated three motherfuckers. And he was doing all that, and he was the attack. And he was the he attack. He was the transition. He was the attack. He I'll had, say this he about had a couple Ka- moments where he should have scored. I'll say this about Kate where he's not the craziest. He's not like De Bruyne in that like he's the flashiest passer or right. he's the craziest striker of the ball. Right. But he always makes good decisions. Right. He exactly. lays it off properly. Simple, simple, he might have a right. good couple of long passes in him, which is kind of crazy to say. He, he'll have a good shot. But like this dude is just untouchable. He's People think... People think He's in two places at once because it felt like that. Well, he is right, but people think it's because of his endurance and because of his stamina. When it's not, it's because it's speed. he's reading the game. Mm-hmm. It's the way he reads the game. He's always in the right position. I told you, Conte isn't a six. He's an eight right. with the defensive ability of a six like he has defensive pressure no matter where he is on the pitch right mm-hmm. that's because he reads the game so yeah. perfectly and he's, he's incredible as good as Real Madrid's midfield is they're not mobile you know like we want to talk about passing and angles and and just doing the right thing but what happens when you have a motherfucker who can sprint from his box to the other box Probably faster than most football. You talk about football players with their forties, with their forty. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. forty yard dash, whatever. This dude's forty yard dash is probably greater than any NFL player outside of like the real speedsters. Uh, no, like bro, you saw him tear no, those guys uh, yeah. apart. Oh, I, think, I think OBJ is probably burning Angola Conte in a race, but. <laughs> but I don't know. Angola Conte is fast as fuck. I don't know about that. So, so. I like hardly ever listen to the Jorginho. Oh my god! Yeah, super underrated. People don't like him, but damn, I, you want to talk about a controller? Yeah, you want to talk about a guy that that manages to adapt to any coach that he has, mm-hmm. and manages to start. Yeah, he played really well too, dude. I always think of him as kind of like an average player, but he he's average, but like he's almost I mean, like he's a gonna Henderson look really good has, next to Conte. <laughs> like, he, he's really good at organizing and motivating. So he has that, he kind of has that Henderson factor in that, like, he want him on the pitch because he's, like, that good of a leader that the rest of the team, like, bro, there's so many places all over Chelsea that I want to talk about. I want to talk about Pulisic. I want to talk about Mount. I want to talk about Rudiger. If we're talking about the matchup is I almost never. I want to talk about Mendy and Silva. Right. I almost never listen to, like, commentary when I watch soccer. I always, like, play music or something. Yeah. For some reason, I was listening to commentary for that game, and they brought up a really good point. They were talking about how. Like you said, the Real Madrid midfield is too passive. There's nobody in that midfield that's they're just going to drive forward. They're, they're f- not They're not going to do what Conte does, where you win the ball yeah. and you just drive. Fede Valverde is like people. their closest thing to that. But you got to make you got to make the defense scramble, adjust, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pull, pull people out of positions. Like Marco Asensio back in 2018, back when he was just taking the ball, running straight at Barcelona, scoring fucking 20-yard goals and shit. Go on. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't know if it's because they're like Vinicius Junior, or it's like an old style of play. But I'm talking, have, I'm talking about the midfield. No, no, I'm talking about yeah, you're Cruz, right. you're right. Modric, Casemiro. They've had that's but the best and, and I love we both love Modric so that's much. That's been the best midfield in the world. I agree for the past I agree. five years. But in the modern game, I they're don't know behind. If this is gonna work. They're behind. Look, 
Look, man, Real Madrid is behind. They they haven't got they didn't buy any new players. Real Madrid didn't buy any new players last summer. Think about that. Right. Right? That's probably never happened in a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just swear yeah. to God, right? Yeah, yeah. These guys have old ass players. All these guys have been at the club at least five, six years, right? The main core. All these guys are old, have never been anything relating to speed or anything like that it's always been it's always their been ability class. the inte- class right? right like like we were talking about it how real madrid don't even look as though they should be keeping up with anybody but it's the class i was so confident f- for liverpool because real madrid was old injured fatigued but they they outclassed us right, right? And I, and I love a guy like Modric because he's such an engine. He's and timeless. He works, he works. He can press really well, win the ball. And he, he's, he's like he Cristiano get, Ronaldo in that, like, he started, like, his numbers started exploding after he turned right. 30. But he can, like, get up and help the attack. But there's a difference between what Luka Modric does when he gets up. And, like, Angolo and, Conte. And Angolo Conte or, like. Or Paul Pogba for Paul France. Paul Pogba is a great example. Like, yeah. those guys that can just get Drive. into the attack. You Musa know, Dembele for, for Tottenham. I there's, don't know. Yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference. And that's the modern game. Mm-hmm. That's the modern center mm-hmm. mid. Is You're kind of like a hybrid attacker slash center mid. Whereas this Real Madrid midfield is like class. It's that old, old school. school. Yeah, center mm-hmm. mid. It's like. Everyone's kind of still, uh, but that's that's not going to work against a team like Chelsea that can defend so well. Power and pace, that physicality, that formation with the double pivot and the three center backs and the wing guys coming back. So I can't break them down. I think we're seeing a transition. I think we're seeing a transition in that meta. Like, so yes, gigging pressing has been popular recently, and I think it's just naturally become part of the game, right? But I think how we saw pace and power, we were supposed to see that tactical. You know, the tactical changes, defense is the natural enemy of pace and power. What I think we're seeing right now is actually like a really interesting hybrid where everyone's switching to a 3-5-2 for the tactical stuff and for the defensive ability. But everyone, not everyone, a lot of the bigger clubs have one or two central midfielders whose main job is to progress the ball mm-hmm. and that's it mm-hmm. and they are world class at it. That's the only thing they can do, but you can't touch them. You can't get to them. Mm-hmm. Angolo Conte is like the number one example of this. This dude, I don't understand how. And Angolo Conte is kind of a freak though, because he's like he's like deeper than that. How usually was, you have a guy next to an Angolo Conte who's like that guy, the transition. Angolo, Angolo Conte, Conte is the transition was, yeah, and the defense. Yes, <laughs> like it's crazy. bro. He was literally. The, I don't understand how he was the most defensive player for Chelsea. Exactly. Like he, he probably was had the, the number most one demon, one. most interceptions, most, interceptions, most, most tackles, tackles probably. Yeah. And yet, this guy was still the one, the main driver of Chelsea's yeah, he attack. He was the guy that was like driving, slot to Timo, Timo maybe like cut he would, across You would have thought he was a fullback the, the way he's just sprinting up the pitch with the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not a passer. He's not running and just passing and moving. He's just drilling. And it's like, oh, maybe your attack doesn't work out. Guess what? You you win the ball back. You're going up the oh, and goal contest. And the there. reason that this is <laughs> right and the reason that again. this is so <laughs> like, crazy is that they let this man do this all ninety minutes. As 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 incredible against Liverpool that Zidane was tactically, this man just let Conte do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Fede Valverde is the only midfielder that Real Madrid have that. Kit has that amount of pace that can transition the ball in the same way and can probably keep up with N'Golo Kante as well as have the balls to tackle him or ball, the balls to just fucking foul him if he has to. But 
Fede Valverde came in for Mendy mm. as the left full, as the left wing back. Was it was it Mendy or was it um or was it uh Carvajal? Either way, he came in for a fullback well, and Mendy was came asked out for to play. He, yeah, but and we were both like, "What?" <laughs> exactly, right? Like Mendy Why are you was Mendy out. Ah oh, man, it's so crazy. Like I don't understand. You take Fede Valverde, who was who was literally that that transitioning eight, who can probably keep up with N'Golo Kante and do the same thing against Chelsea that he's doing against you, and you decide to put him in a fullback wingback role yeah. over on the side of the pitch next to the sideline where this guy gets no. Doesn't know when to hop in, doesn't know when to jump, doesn't know when to when to hold, doesn't know when to cross, doesn't really know when to pass because he's a central midfielder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fede Valverde was fast as fuck the whole game. This guy didn't really do shit anyway. To me, I'm like, I'm kind of just like mind boggled by Chelsea because I'm like, I don't know how you break these they, guys down. We said we we said it. They built a Death Star. They built a Death Star and got the last piece under everyone's noses. I don't know, I don't know how you break them down because like like in this in the Death Star thing because like they've built such a good fortress back there with their three man back line back line with and Thiago to, Silva completely then, changing but, the, but the, the effect the of a center back of Conte like that's the difference like you that's have, why they are so much better than other teams you have the, the reliability of Mason Mount Mason who Mount I too, think yeah. yeah okay Mason I, Mount's another example I of a guy to, that just a, a drive I have to give him go. the credit. Yeah. I guess I guess I really do now see the Lampard comparisons. Like I see it, he's reliable. I, he's reliable, make the right decisions. I literally see him on the same level as Jack Grealish now. Yeah, like uh, and I and I I was not a Mason Mount believer at the beginning of the season, but I, I love Mason. If you Mount put now. if you put Jack Grealish in Chelsea, ooh, yeah, don't talk about. I feel like I feel like he's way more. I feel like he's way more based on flair and creativity. He's a little more versus flair. Versus Mason Mount. Mason flair. Mount's a lot more running and shooting. Kind of, you know, but the Mason Lampard. Mount chops people up, bro. Yeah. Like he really makes. I feel like dudes. that's just a natural. I feel I'm starting to believe that technical ability is just a natural trait that is now a part of football. Like this new generation, like this young generation of players, like every single one has technical ability. Whether he's an mm-hmm. attacker, a defender, mm-hmm. uh. A flair player, a, a gritty defensive player, all these motherfuckers got mm-hmm. technique. You got to play up the back. That's just a base level so thing everyone now. from the back to the front needs to Everybody's get a player. Everybody's a player. There was a period of time where some of the best playmakers in the world were center backs for a little bit. I feel like we're going to go back to that meta pretty soon. Like, yeah. Um. So so something that's so intriguing to me about this this matchup in this Champions League final is... I don't know what, who's going to win. Exactly. For me, it's 50-50. But... Like I said, Chelsea is a fortress. I literally don't know how you break them down. I can't. I can't Dude. figure it out. But but, City is the same way. Yeah, like City's City is the unstoppable City, force. City have conceded four goals in Champions League. Oh, man. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Oh, like, man. I don't know who's gonna. It's gonna be a tactical masterclass. It's gonna be beautiful. It's to gotta watch. be crazy. I can't wait. It's gonna be crazy. I, what is it? May twenty seventh. I literally. It's like three weeks away. I don't know why I memorized it, maybe, but I know I, I memorized know. it. And now both teams have a chance to get healthy. Yeah. Excuse me. They're gonna finish the league. Probably use their B team or second team. What? For the rest of the oh, okay. for the rest for the of the league. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go at it, dude. It's gonna be fun. It might be super defensive, but if you're shout like, out to Antonio if Rudiger, you're like a purist, you're Hold gonna on. love it. I gotta say this. Shout out to Antonio Rudiger. German center back, hothead, known for making crazy. He, so he started. So I remember first seeing him at Roma. I can't remember where he came from. I think he came from. He's he's German, so he came from you know Germany. 
Um, went to Roma, hothead, like hothead, but had some really good potential. Went to Chelsea, good potential still, but kept making mistakes, kept making hot-headed decisions. Bro, last night, Antonio Rudiger looked like their most assured defender. Like, he looked incredible. Mm. I don't want to say world-class necessarily, but I'll just say his reliability was top notch. Mm-hmm. There were some times out there where he made moves and he made tackles and interceptions. I dead ass thought he was Conte. Mm-hmm. Dead ass. And then I realized, oh wait, no, that nigga's too big. You know he's what I'm like six feet tall. So right. Like... But, but he he's gone from being a really aggressive, really angry, really but he's gone from being a guy who likes to jump in two footed a little too much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little too aggressive mm-hmm. to being Again, still that firebrand, but now he's really assured with himself. I was so impressed with just how smooth he he kind of handled everything. Like, yeah. Especially especially since Real Madrid were really trying to wind him up, really trying to get chippy and stuff like that. And uh-huh. you would think Rudiger, as a hothead, he's gotten enough red, enough red cards for Chelsea and shit like that. He's gotten sent off enough times, but he handled it. And low key, I mean, call it the mask, you know, mask LeBron type shit. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. he he was calming the team down. He, he was kind of out there. You know what I mean? He, he wasn't necessarily you know Thiago Silva. I understand you're always gonna have another level of control and leadership with Thiago Silva, but. Man, Rudiger was really impressive, yeah. and that's that's a shaky center back. And I felt really, <laughs> that was really good. From yeah, him yesterday. yeah, no, he did, he did look good. He um, looked great. Matt I, looked I great. mainly look at like Chelsea as a unit, though. Like Chelsea are a team. Like the they way look, they defend as a team, I'm just like wow. we had the discussion like, I don't earlier. <laughs> where we had this discussion earlier where so, we we said some of these teams, like you can tell it's politics, or you can tell it's just a job. Mm-hmm. But to me, Chelsea. Ever since like the Aiden, ever since Aiden Hazard kind of took over for John Terry as like the talisman player, Chelsea have always seemed like a really close locker room. Like they've always seemed like, regardless whether or not like the team is performing well or a player is performing well or not, they always seemed like they were really close. So I always had the impression like this Chelsea team was hungry and they were together. You yeah, know what I mean, it, it's... here's the thing too is like you talk about Rudiger standing out. Mm-hmm. Christensen's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had like an average game, I don't know, but you don't even notice it because they play so well together. Perfect, that's perfect. They Christensen have that was so as shaky as Rudiger were, was. Christensen was even worse in a four man back line. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like you, the only thing this guy, this guy was a worse John Stones. The only thing he was good for was a passing, and he wasn't even as good as John Stones. Now in this three man back line, Shout out John Stones, I love John Stones. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> happy. I'm happy he's performing right now. He's in a three man back line. This guy's passing like crazy. This guy's passing like a midfielder. You know? Yeah. All he's doing is just making good passes. He's allowed to play his style of defense because he has two guys there to cover him instead of just one. So mm-hmm. he's a lot less of a yeah, liability. Yeah. Christensen looked great. There's that comfort level. It brings out another... Like, and then again, again, gear. you have a guy like Thiago Silva on that back line. Who knows? Orchestrating. One of the most elegant defenders in history. Mm-hmm. One of the most... One of the best headers of the ball in history. One of, one of the most elegant players in the past 10 years. One of the smartest, one of the most experienced, been a leader since what 2011. 20, since, he's been a captain since the minute he left AC Milan, which is 2011, I think. Was a captain of PSG, captain of Brazil. Now he comes to Chelsea, who have a super young back line mm-hmm. Rudiger, Christensen, Zuma, Tamori, who I think they should have kept. 
And now he's just imparting a fuck ton of knowledge to these guys. Right. And now they already look incredible look so next good. to this guy. Kurt Zuma, when they start a four-man back line, I'm pretty sure Kurt Zuma is more likely to start next yeah, to Tiago Silva. Kurt Zuma's always been promising, but now he looks like he's finally clicking shit together alongside mm-hmm. Silva. Like, yeah, he never really like took that extra step until recently. The effect of a center back. Exact facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, not even that, but yo, shout out to... to um, oh, is it... Mendy, Edward Mendy, <laughs> oh Benjamin Mendy. No, not Benjamin Mendy. That's the city fullback. Real Madrid's Mendy. No, that's Furlan Mendy. Furlan that's Mendy. that's their fullback. What Mendy? What Mendy? Edward Mendy, Chelsea's goalkeeper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, what a that find. dude's a cat. What a <laughs> find. He's a cat, bro. He just gets everywhere. Uh, bro, I bro that 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 header that Benzema had. I thought it was going to go in, and I thought, okay, the only reason it didn't go in because Benzema just bounced it off of the, the hand of the crossbar. I didn't know Edward Mendy got a hand to that shit, dude. Oh, did he? Like, I didn't even see that. Yes, he's incredible. He's, he's literally, his he's reflexes are crazy. It's like De Gea-esque. Like, oh, man, but he's huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, he's, okay, there's like this narrative. I, I hate this fucking narrative, right? If, if This is a narrative of like tall black players in England that like they don't know how to handle the ball like, Mamadou Sako is like the biggest example of that for me. For some reason, he always had this stereotype about him that he didn't know how to Just dribble. Mamadou Sako, like yes, exactly. Fast. He's awkward. He doesn't know how to. Bro, this guy was a brilliant carrier of the ball. Incredible mm-hmm. dribbler. He just looked gawky. This guy Edward Mendy keeps getting sl- slated for his, apparently having bad passes and not being good with the the ball at his feet. He's a very reliable keeper. Very reliable with the ball at his feet. They got a steal for sure in, with him. Incredible positioning, incredible reflexes. Um, he could do a little bit better on his decision making, whether like to catch or to punch. But like his his distribution is pretty good. Mm-hmm. He he's never gotten Chelsea into a bind. Like he he just completely changed how Chelsea looked the past few years. Like holy crap, what a find! Right, Mason uh- Mount. Yeah, Mason Mount. Is Dude, what? Wow. Disgusting. As much as I don't want to give somebody credit sometimes, holy shit, like this guy's putting everybody's face in it. He's he's a special player. Everybody thought it was just because of Lampard that he was, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, playing the favoritism, and He's just forcing him to like play every but league. at this point... No, he's legit. He's what else truth. is it? Tuchel's starting him. What? Pulisic came off Pulisic the bench. Pulisic is incredible. Bro, Pulisic came off the bench and set them bitches on fire. Yo. Right. Me and this man were, were literally texting about this shit when we were watching the game. And we're like, yo. Well, this man was like, yo, Captain America's coming. I'll watch these guys win. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then five minutes later, I'm texting this guy, yo, Pulisic is about to make some shit happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like, no, that, that's like a fact, though. Like, you watch him in the league. Like, literally, every time he plays, he gets a goal. That gung-ho, like, that gung-ho that we're saying that Arsenal is lacking. Pulisic is an example of a player that has that, well, that shit where he's just going like, to take it. Not the same level, but that's like Martinelli to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, where he's he just going to take it. He just wants to go. He you know wants to win. He wants to get the ball. And he but, wants then, to but then go. they also have that type of player in Mason Mount in the midfield or in attacking midfield, right? Mm-hmm. Like but the transition Mason player. Mason Mount is more like composed and collected. Transition, but he's going to get He's gonna get shit. Shit's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They're X factors. That's what they are. They have X factors. It's, it's exciting. I think the reason that... that we were clearly geeked about Chelsea, right? Yeah. And I think the reason that it's so exciting is because, yeah, we might have seen this shit coming, but also it's really exciting because it's it's kind of happening. You know, mm-hmm. Chelsea's Chelsea-ing, 
with a whole bunch of young players, scary, new players bro. that, you know what I'm saying, with, with a genius manager. And I think there's something to be said about Tuchel specifically not starting Pulisic. Like, I think, he knew what he had to do. I think he knew Pulisic's going to come he was gonna in. He's going to be pissed. He knew, he's, he knew if I sub on Timo... And I start Pulisic, like, we're not going to get that bounce. But with Pulisic coming off the bench, oh, man. he knew there was something coming from that. And that's exactly what happened. He gave that beautiful assist. I feel risky. This feels risky as fuck saying this. But I have to say this. Pulisic is Chelsea's most decisive attacking player. Most decisive attacking player. You can't I'm name another right one now. that has just a direct effect. The way he does. I think he's their most direct player. He's their most effective attacking player. He's their most. He's, he's their, their most, most. I would say important. Their most effective, he's their yeah. most important attacking player. Because no matter what, whether he's starting or not, all he does is get up, keep going, and keep trying to get the ball in the yeah, goal. He's relentless. Relentless. That N'Golo Conte shit, except he's a little bit further up, and yeah, he's lighter, so he's gonna get tackled a lot mm-hmm. more and get stopped a lot more. Pulisic's the most foul player in the game. He's one. Of, he's the most foul player in the league. It's because he's always that means something. That means something, right? Mm-hmm. And happily, isn't he doesn't have this Neymar complex where he has to roll around every time. So it's like, yeah, he, he, he kind of he gets hurt, but at least the refs are a little more yeah. willing to protect him because he de- kind of keeps trying to go. You know what I mean? It's so weird. It's so weird with, like, how you have to toe the line with that. You know what I mean? To flip um, the script, though, like I'm trying to think of City right now, and to me, like as much as, talk, as much as we talk about. Chelsea's defensive brilliance, like City, is right there. That's too. why. That's why. That's Ruben why. Ruben Diaz is on another level. That's He's the difference between planet, Chelsea bro. and and City, though. Chelsea, yeah, they were the first money club. Like they're they're like City 1.0, but at least I can say now that like Chelsea has a really strong fan base. Chelsea incurs some type of passion in at least three or four different fan bases around the world, right? Mm-hmm. Not just theirs. Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, probably Manchester United as well, right? And they and they low-key look like they've been having beef with Barcelona for a minute. So they're they're that type of club. Manchester City, I mean, they're they're relentless and they're like an engine they're like really well engineered and like, you know, they buy the perfect pieces and you can drop them in and pick them out and do whatever and you still have a, a machine, but to me, they don't really incur that same level of passion that even Chelsea I don't think does. it matters, though. I really don't think it matters. That's Well, all I'm saying is that's kind of why we, we're so geeked season. about Chelsea, but we're kind of... I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm expecting... Geeked. I'm geeked about City. I'm I'm, I'm all I'm all in on Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden like Phil Foden, Raheem, Kevin uh, De Bruyne, Bruyne Raheem Sterling, play, but, uh, Ruben Diaz. Bro, I'm excited. Mares, Mares City, is torching City is a lot like Bayern Munich in that I don't give a fuck about the club, but damn, I like a lot of their players. Bro, I love to watch. City's probably like my second favorite team to watch. I've been I've been I feel like I've been watching City since 2010, 2011, back when they had Jerome Boateng, back when they were playing in black and red. They looked like. Jerome Boateng was over on the wing. Mika Richards, I'm sorry, on the, was over at fullback. Back when Mika Richards was like the next big thing right. for England. Right. Oh my God, I've been watching them ever since they like. That's how, the thing. How do we think this is going to play out? Felt. How do we think this is going to play out? Because I literally have no idea. I never felt like. How do I say this? I never felt like Chelsea was the underdog. 
the even, last time even, I, even right now the last time i've no 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 yes okay i do now you didn't the think, last you didn't time i thought chelsea was an they, underdog when they won champions league yeah that was the last time. Okay. The yeah. last time Chelsea were the underdog was when right. they were playing Bayern Munich in the Champions League, and Bayern Munich were rubbing their their nose in the fucking dirt for seventy I minutes. I would have I would have said Chelsea was the underdog until the Tuchel transformation. Like they're still the underdog. They're they, they haven't proven anything yet. They're proving it right now. Oh, so I, you're saying they're the underdog? Now. They're the underdog okay, now. Yeah, this yeah, is the I first time I felt that Chelsea was the underdog since the Champions so League, are you thinking and I expected like, Bayern Munich to win that. Are you saying like eerie resemblance? Like I, same look, result could happen? Yes. You think Chelsea's gonna? Win? I expect City to. <laughs> w- I expect City to win, and therefore I'm really nervous that Chelsea's gonna Bro, win. Bro, I'm the same way because, like I said, Chelsea are that. T- I, they get shit done. Like I said, though, I I expected. I said PSG or City's gonna win Champions League, so I naturally I have to pick. You have City. to stick. I, I, have I to stick think with City. City's gonna win, but, but I know man, Chelsea. Dude, I'm sweating. I'm like, I don't imagine, know, bro. I Im- really don't know. It's imagine, just- imagine Manchester City, but they're trolls. Ima- imagine Real Madrid. Oh, no, sorry. Imagine Real Madrid, but they're trolls. Imagine Manchester City, but they know how to win and they know how to and they couldn't get it done no matter what. Like. This is the first time City's been in a Champions League final. Right. I think I... Chelsea's low-key been in two already. Yeah, it's experienced. But... They won one by the skin of their teeth. City, all those City, all those Chelsea players are probably calling these kids right now, telling them, yo, this is what you got to look for. This is what you got to prepare for. Like, City, City have a level of class to them that... I don't think anybody else has. In the I world think right if now. City wins, it's because that's no disrespect to Chelsea either. Chelsea are super class, but City have something going for them right now. With City Mahrez are always performing, Kevin right? And Foden, there's something about those guys where if Mars right now, if Mars is in the game, oh, I expect Mars to like win a game. He looks like he looks like Flair Sala, where Sala's about speed, Mars is about flair. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like that right. same level of ex- of uh, effectiveness. Like, there's just this confidence in the team too, like. When Morris stepped up to take that free kick, he like told Kevin, "I want the free kick." And yeah. Kevin was like, "Take it, like, go ahead." There's just there's just confidence b- between each other. Yeah, they're all just playing out of their minds. Rodri, Rodri's playing incredibly. Rodri has 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 adjusted really well this season. Right now, he's finally looking like the the midfielder that I Rodri think. Rodri with Gundogan, like they have. They're a unit. And, Ruben and Diaz in the back, like Ruben Diaz, Fernandinho still playing a really important Fernandinho, role. Fernandinho, yes. Rodri, and then yo, sometimes it, sometimes they play, sometimes they play Gundogan and De Bruyne at the same time. Gundogan's a, a goal scoring number they eight. They do it a lot. They do it all. De Bruyne is a goal scoring, passing, transition, playing like everything type of number. He's like De Bruyne has the physicality of N'Golo Kante with shooting and passing, right, and a little more versatility. So I get it. You know, he's now playing as a false nine on the left side or whatever weird-ass shit. But he's one of those players where you can put him anywhere and he's going to have some crazy-ass fucking effect. That's the thing about City. They have two incredible world-class midfielders right now that are scoring crazy amounts of goals. And then they also have Bernardo Silva. And then they also have Phil Foden. And then they also have Fernandinho to put next to Rodri sometimes. Here's my thing is I'm so excited to watch this what? game because they both this I, talk, be... I talked about both of their like defensive abilities mm-hmm. but also these are both two teams that have really have, intriguing offense. They have managed to go throughout the year without like a pure number 9 in yep. their teams. So I want to see Kai Havertz start at that 
number no, nine spot, line. and I want to see Kevin De Bruyne start the number nine spot, and I want to see who's gonna do it better. Yo, that shit's gonna be so because fun to watch. Kai Havertz low key is like a mod. Uh, I don't want to say a modern, but that's but what like, he did he in has Germany shades too. Of, that's what he did in Germany. He played he as played like as a as false an attacking nine. mid or in a false. N- yeah, he's an attacking mid, but he played as a false nine. I remember reading something on Kai Havertz where I thought he was a central midfielder, and like one of the first lines was that the further forward Kai yeah, Havertz plays, <laughs> the further forward he plays, the better he is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit! So I guess I got it all wrong. Especially with the way that I talked about how I don't think Timo is like doing the job right now as a striker. So uh, I like him playing in those attacking mid roles. Do you want him? I, I he feel can like run, he, but he can like run off of Kai Havertz, give him the ball, get the ball back. Like I feel like you play. In, like, I feel like you play. Okay, so look, if if Chelsea play with a a three man attacking midfield line behind a striker, let's call him Havertz, right? Or behind a nine, let's let's have the nine be Havertz. Then to me, you play Pulisic on the left where he's most effective, yeah, and then you play Werner on the right where he can cross and cut in and switch with Ziek, who can play in the middle, see, is left footed and likes to move out to the right. I kind of like what Tuchel did though with bringing Pulisic off the bench. I if, to bro, me that dude that changed the game. Dog, like I didn't. He's like, not. Chelsea pu- looked dangerous. He should not start. He 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 needs to start Pulisic versus Manchester City. You know that. You know that. I mean, I guess, but I'm just saying, like... You want to risk Timo Werner versus Ruben Dias and but, John Stones. But you sub on Timo Werner late in the game, I don't know what's going to change, you know? You sub on Pulisic in the game, and that's, you gonna, know that's, you're a, that's a game-winning decision right But Pulisic's there. also a, a, a guy who can start from the beginning. That's true. he's effective from that's the true. beginning. That's true. That's 100% true. He's not a youngster in where he needs to be fired up or feel mad about some shit. I mean, yeah, he he was mad about it last time, but he's been performing for Chelsea while he started and happy as fuck. I understand, but this is what Tuchel has been doing the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. He has, he's been doing this thing of like, start Timo, start Kai Havertz, start like ZH or whoever you want to put in that other spot. Mason Mount, maybe, I don't know. And then you bring on Pulisic and he just, tired Mason legs. Mount is a front three player. Fresh, like, fresh, like, dose of energy into the attack and then defenders on their back foot they don't know what to do okay so I, I remember a point people. from earlier because to me that was the turning, like they looked dangerous against Real Madrid that second leg most but they weren't like scoring player, but they weren't clinical they weren't actually right. and making Madrid sweat until raps, he came in bro. I don't think you risk that against not only Manchester City but you know what this team you know what this is really going to come down to Guardiola versus Tuchel these are the money clubs these are the deepest clubs in England the richest clubs in That's England. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be they a have, masterclass. Manchester City has two times death in every single position. Chelsea have two times death in almost every single position. Maybe goalkeeper and mm, not even fullback. No, they got multiple fullbacks too. They got everything except for they even got backup strike. For some reason, Olivier Giroud and Tammy Abraham are backup number nines. Talk about they don't have real number nines. You know what I mean? Well, they, they have that's depth why, in that's every why I say position. They don't have a real number nine because Giroud doesn't play anymore. Tuchel mm. just doesn't like Giroud. The only f- Tuchel likes guys. Tuchel likes guys that are fast and are gonna run at you. That's what he wants and yeah, the technical ability. It's, it's so weird because Giroud would work perfectly with would, guys like Pulisic, I guess, Werner, but the difference and the difference Hubbard. is Chelsea counter hard and yeah, Giroud is yeah. not a counter guy. Chelsea's Chelsea's a transition team, which is Giroud, why Conte is Giroud, the main is their main way of progressing the ball up the field. Giroud would play really well yeah. in City. That's what I'm thinking. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, he he's really because good. City's gonna probably dictate a lot of possession and. 
a lot of like just relentless knocking the ball around the top of the 18 mm-hmm. and finding some space. And, have, and Giroud is probably Giroud one of the best be in the world up. at holding it up, best in the world at linking up, floating best in around, the world at passing it Floating in the around box. inside the 18, knocking some quick one-twos. Whereas Chelsea are like, win the ball, Conte go, run, go, Timo run, go, <laughs> Havertz run, run, like go, you know, Pulisic go. run. Bro, there's no, there's no break. Reese James run, um, Callum Hudson Adore. Oh man, he doesn't play much. I wish he would, but oh man, don't get me started on the players that I wish Chelsea would just get like let go. Like, so what do you think is gonna happen in this game? I think it's down to the manners. I think it's down to Guardiola versus to Tuchel. If you I had to pick. pick I don't know, dog. I don't fucking know. I have to go walk back and watch highlights <laughs> or some shit. I really don't. I've told you. I want. I'm excited for Chelsea because there's new young players, Captain America, a really good coach that I like. But this is City, and City look like they're finally getting shit. I think this is right. Like, I for think once. this is the year City do it, but City I don't are, feel confident saying City it. City are finally <laughs> playing the same way in Europe that they did it, that they are in England. City are finally clicking. Their their players. I mean. Yeah, they don't have a number nine, but their players are all working well. They they want to get Sergio Aguero one last send off. They they right. didn't they didn't give Yaya Torre one. Bro, they didn't Aguero give play? Da- David Silva one. <laughs> like, they didn't give Vincent Company one. Is Aguero gonna play? Who who knows? He's probably gonna sub on. Hopefully, don't do him dirty. I don't know, bro. City's turning into one of those clubs that don't give their legends any due when they leave. I guess not. You would have never known Yaya Torre played there. The only time you hear about David Silva or knew about David Silva was from from the fans. Vincent Company, I, I don't know how they haven't like named a stand after this dude. Yeah, Vincent Company is a legend. Man. You know what I mean? I loved watching him. Like they had a core, and like and Sergio Aguero was the last one of that core of four players right, that like right. really turned them. You know what I mean? Like that just dragged that team together. I don't know. It's 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 at this point, City are the wily old vets, but. It's crazy because this is their first time in the Champions League final. And Chelsea are the new boys, the young team, but this is their third Champions League final. I, I want to pick City just to like stay consistent, but every, I, every my time, heart says every Chelsea, time bro. I have picked against Chelsea, they win. They win, bro. They if, if the, and not only if do the they stakes win. are high, Chelsea are going to do it. And you know what's crazy? They're not even like a they're not even really like a dirty team. Like you know no, what I mean? Not at all. But but like, every time they win, it's not that just they win. They, they do they it convincingly. Yes, they do they, something. Like, they control the entire well, game. No, 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 no. Their first, their their Champions League win, they shouldn't have won. Bayern no, Munich. No, I'm talking were about this Chelsea them. team. I'm talking. Oh, about this one right here. Too cool, bro. Like I, every like the games against Real Madrid, they just dominate. The game against City when uh whatever the uh, EFL the Cup or whatever. Yeah. they dominated. Like. They shouldn't be beating half the muffles that Every they time are. I think like, oh, because I always think of Whoa. Chelsea as like a fortress and they counter hard, but for some reason they're just always more dangerous. Like they always just attack, attack, attack somehow. That, even though they're like kind of a defensive. You know team how we you eyes. know how we you know how we said like the newest generation of managers are almost all German, right? However, this newest generation of managers are almost all super attacking, super gung ho. Yes, defensive structure. Yes, defensive base. But let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Klopp is one. Nagelsmann, one, Nagelsmann is one. Fleek is one. So yeah. is Tuchel. Tuchel is about getting the ball to the front of the pitch as fast as possible. He did it at Dortmund. He did it at Paris Saint-Germain. 
when we when he first got to Chelsea, we were kind of like, oh, he's playing pretty good defense, but he's not really the attack's not really clicking. Now it is. <laughs> we talked about this shit before. Now it is. Right. However, It'll- again, Guardiola finally seems to be doing the right thing. Got this team, which is a machine. You know what I mean? To the final. Who knows, bro? There's Chelsea's heart, and there's and there's Manchester City's efficiency, ruthlessness. Is that what you want to call it? Like, I yeah. I mean, City is just so they're so ball dominant. Even if they one, get the ball and yeah. they just keep knocking it, and it's it like I've said, it's direct possession. But, it's every single time they have the ball at their feet as a team, you you just feel threatened. But, they could score from any moment but, on the field. Chelsea matches perfectly with that right now because they're a, they're a, they're a countering team. They're yeah. a direct transition team right now. No, so it's I, just whoever executes better. I how guess. do you I, low low key? I think Chelsea really, really believes in their defense to take the ball off of whoever, right? Because City like to pass around in the box. Well, a lot of Chelsea defenders right now seem to have the ability to just take the ball off of motherfuckers wherever, right? Especially, especially Silva. I want. I, I, I think he, it turns. I think it goes into a back and forth game. I think City dominates be, possession and, and dominates 100%. the shots. But every time Chelsea counter, Chelsea's Chelsea. Every time they counter, they go and scare the shit out of City. I, th- I think I really want you to pick Chelsea. I'm, I'm low-key. Uh, no, fuck, no, I guess I, I convinced let me, myself. Let me, I want you to pick Chelsea because I low-key want to pick Chelsea, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like I have to pick City. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my mind In says my head, though, City, yeah. but my heart and experience says Chelsea. I I think deep down, I think Chelsea's going to win. Chelsea, get it done. But on a surface level observation, I, City I have look to incredible. City, City look incredible. That's where I'm at. Yeah. City look incredible. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. Every time you think these motherfuckers should be down or whatever, they always build themselves back up. Chelsea get it done. They have the Death Star already, bro. Now they got Darth Vader. They're going to surprise us versus City. City's going to do their same old City thing, which is going to be good because that's beautiful, efficient, fast. You know what I mean? Somehow, I don't know. Chelsea's gonna find a way to either turn it into a to a fight, or turn it into like, like a, I don't know, some some glorious battle for their fucking glory or some shit. Whatever the fuck they have to do, I, I don't think, know. Yeah, it's gonna I be, have it's gonna be I back have enough respect for. It's gonna be back and forth. It's gonna be a defensive masterclass from both sides. But it's, it's gonna be hard, hard fought, like all the way through. You're gonna see some great bro. Tackles. Even in the prem, have you ever been able to? Whenever you see City Chelsea, have you ever been able to predict who's gonna win? Have you ever looked and been like, "Oh yeah, these guys are gonna win it. These not guys are recently, gonna win." Not since Tuchel. I haven't. I haven't. Oh yeah, oh, I guess Frank Lampard. Frank but Lampard. Honestly, I'm betting on Man City every day of the week. Honestly, <laughs> throughout even throughout like history, like Chelsea, Chelsea City is almost like Chelsea Liverpool or Liverpool City in that like you almost never know who the fuck is gonna win. Never. All right, y'all. This has been episode five of Rabona Boys. Um, you know, just a, just a quick little rehash. Uh, sorry for the delay. We had finals yeah, all last a, week and this week. It's been a tough two weeks. It's been a really strong semester. Um, we, mm. We've just been studying our asses off. I'm pretty sure this is the first day that both of us have looked up from our books. Um, just had to get something out. Just had to get a lot of feelings right. out and stuff. I, I mean, we, we got really emotional last episode. Um, it's kind of bummed we couldn't put an episode out last week. Yeah, yeah. Life happens. Life happens. Shit, shit happens, you know. But um, you know, we're, we're really 
we're really determined to to churn out as much content as possible, at least for this app. For this also, app. this is our last episode of us in person together recording, so. Yeah, probably for like at least a what a year the year like regularly. we might be able to get some in the summer we're but definitely linking up a couple times in the summer but yeah. um oh man we're gonna have we're to gonna, get this discord we gotta figure it out we gotta figure out how to do the long distance <laughs> no latency shit but yeah that's a wrap nick solo out vince scully out <laughs>